On your last day, you gonna hit the SoxCast podcast. You lucky bitch. Lucky bitch. Oh, you did! Oh, we've got yep. another segment tonight. We got, we oh, got, yeah. we got I mean, more. I, I figured I would have nothing but segments. Oh, <laughs> good, 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 good. I have like one segment. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I've got like one and a half. There you go. I need to. I need to not. I need to prep the segments ahead of time instead of hurriedly being like, mm, "Oh God, let's browse." Wait, <laughs> do you not have the songs wait, picked? You, wait. Oh, okay. do you have songs picked? Or do you not have? I have a couple. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around a little bit. John, John, yeah, John, that is not okay. that is okay. not how that's not how preparing <laughs> yeah. a podcast works. Oh, I was trying. I'm trying. I was trying to. Oh well. Uh, I got one. God, John, why, why, <laughs> why do I, why do I put up with this? I do this willingly. I need to. Obviously, I need to buy the. Um, Obviously, I need to buy the new um, Macquarie book on how to podcast good. There you go. And then I'll really just play my game and then yeah, we'll like how we can up our engagement. You're, oh, my God. Like, what is that book even going to be? <laughs> like, a, is it a, a comedy question. book or is it just like a really like, here's the proper way to engage with your audience to ensure maximum subscribers as well as maximum engagement <laughs> with advertisers? You call up Extreme Restraints. There you go. The one, the one employer that probably would actually advertise with our podcast at this point. I'll, you know what? I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up and see if they want in. Oh yeah. Look, man, I am always on the market for new restraints, and if they're going to give some away for free, you know, I'll take that action. I'm into the bondage. Yeah, I'm here for it. There you go. Yep. Yep. Probably literally. <laughs> Polly literally selling sex toys on her Twitter. I, I, yeah, yeah, I was actually. So yeah, they, I got. So I, I got. I, hey, you hey, bought a Fukuoku massage glove. Done. You bought a. You bought the massage got glove. A very... How'd that go? Oh, uh, very well. Oh I yeah. I said I got a very positive review oh, from from the from the special friend. I told you, I told you, those things are amazing. There you, told, a... you said like ten years ago. I said this. It was at the bottom of your. It was my fucking Starbucks Assault review. Starbucks Assault review. <laughs> wow. That's going back That's a bit. way <laughs> fucking back, man. I, I sold a Fukuoku massage glove, and somebody bought a flashlight. They contacted me and told me. Wait, another one? Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. I've bought flashlights for friends because they were too... Scared um, to do it themselves because they thought the package would arrive and be and not be inconspicuous enough when it's totally <laughs> like you'll never know because it's not it's that it doesn't say sex toy inside, <laughs> um, and but uh so, but like so but but no somebody on Twitter saw me saying that like I bought them for people before and they were like I bought one just because you mentioned it and I was like okay hope you enjoy 
Jeez. Yeah. So Different tips on how to wash it, apparently. Yeah, you, you warm water. You need to use warm water. And only warm water. They do have a disinfectant spray that you use every few times. It's not that big a deal. But just uh, run some warm water through it. That'll get it clean. That'll be fine. Yeah. And only use water-based lubricants. That's the one. They make they make very good uh, lubricants that they sell on themselves on on their site. I've used their lubricants before. They're very good. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, how do you hey hey Polly, How do you clean the Fukuoka massage glove? John, you just does it clean does it? it? Just throw it in the dishwasher or something, John, or the or John, the washing John, machine? It's waterproof, John. Just just it's run good. Some, run some water over it. Soap <laughs> it up a little bit. Just run some water over it. You'll be fine. Nah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, they do sell sex toy okay. disinfectant. If you're if you're worried about that, just buy some, spray it on. Like you know, like suds it up a little bit, wash it off. You're good. You're good. You're fine. Easy right, peasy. Cool. And that has been your sex toy minute. <laughs> At the beginning of your cool. latest episode of the Soxcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Soxcast, episode one hundred. And 27, we are brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies. Thanks for fucking voting. We appreciate it. Oh my god. Uh Huh. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was rough. Yeah, like that was a. Oh boy, there's so much going on. Oh, but we're we're Mm. we're moderately relaxed now. Not. We're not going to. We're still not out of the woods. We're not in out of the woods. Way. We're not out of the woods. But you know, you could. It's okay to have that moment where you breathe a little sigh of relief, and you could say, <sighs> "Okay, a, a, a little part of the insanity that has ruled my life for the past four years will be gone shortly." So mm-hmm. we can at least oh, say. I, I told. I, I told. I told everybody in like um, August. I told friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found out the release date for Ease 9 mm-hmm. was February 3rd. Yeah. So I told friends, on February 3rd, I want Trump to not be president anymore. Mm-hmm. I want a vaccine to be getting rolled out to mm-hmm. high-risk people mm-hmm. for COVID. And I want to be playing Ease 9. And so far, looks like all three of those are on track. It sounds like That's all nice. those are going to track. Uh, thank you, Tengu, for the gift subs. Much appreciated. You are a beautiful, beautiful son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like all of that is going to come to pass. We're all feeling great. Which is pretty nice. <laughs> we're, I think yeah. it sounds like you're you're a little early on the vaccine part, but yeah. But we're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, I read the I heard the article. It sounds like we're getting... My understanding, nice. my understanding from talking to somebody mm-hmm. on the front lines uh, is that they're going to be rolling it out early January, February to frontliners if everything stays... Mm-hmm looking as good as it is right now so frontliners like hospital workers and places like that are going to get it first and then march and april for the rest of the populace so um hopefully all of that kind of you know but it's sounding like a lot of your prophecies and a lot of your visions are coming they're coming in nice and hot we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to enjoy 2021 a little bit maybe hopefully hopefully i think that sounds really nice you know what else sounds really nice Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. It is the end of the year. And everyone... How is it the end of the year? <laughs> we're, we're still in March. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the year. And everyone that is listening to this podcast and everyone that is hosting this podcast, we love lists. We just can't get enough. And we're going to be making some lists. And we would like 
to invite you to join us in making some lists as well. So if you've listened to us at all, if you've been with us at any time over the last six years, you know how this goes. But if this is your first time, if this is your first rodeo, if we are popping your cherry, let's break it down for you. So we're going to be doing end of the game, uh, end of the year, game of the year podcasts. We usually do these, you know, these usually roll out through Christmas week or so. Um, but what we need you to do in order to participate is we need to get yourself an ordered or unordered list of three games that you played this year. Now, note, they don't have to be released this year. If you played a game this year and you like it a lot, you want to wank off about it, boom, put it on that list. So three games. And now, after you got your list of three games, write yourself a little bit about each one. A small paragraph or two should do you. Nobody ever listens to that one, though. So, <laughs> so no, no, they do write full. They do write full essays. Yes, definitely. they write full. Uh, maybe, maybe just write a little bit. It'll make it easier to write. Yeah, yeah. So, so three games and, and three little blurbs for each one. And I want you to take those, slap that shit into a fresh email, and I want you to send that right on over to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Right, where are they sending them? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. What about John? John, where are they sending it? Podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. Damn, so good. So sharp. We're on the ball this year. Oh, fuck. I, I literally had a moment of tension. <laughs> like, oh, God, did I get it wrong again? <laughs> oh, no. That would have been, uh, been a pretty funny throwback. I have to say, yes. though, it would have been. Um, so you can do that. Or, hey, you can also send us your list in audio form if you don't want your precious video game thoughts tainted by three idiots who can barely read aloud. God. <laughs> it Polly's works. Way, I'm way better at that now. I'm yeah. way be- If there's anything that a, a visual novel, reading a visual novel online for people will teach you, is it'll make you a way better out loud reader. Uh, I think I've, I think I've, I think I upped a skill that I didn't know that I needed to while doing that. Oh, that's that true. This year. I think Polly should be doing all of them this year. Oh, God, fuck you. I would never yeah. do that. To her. You'll just read all of them this year, right? <laughs> if you want to get your, if you want to okay. get us your list in audio form, whether you want to talk about it, you want to sing about it, do whatever you want to do about it. You want to do that? The, the, the same rules apply. Get talk about three games, talk a little bit about each one, sing a little bit about each one. Just whip that up into an MP3 file and send it on over to where are they sending it to, Rhett? Podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. John, where are they going to send those audio files if they want to send us uh, an audio format version of their uh, game of the year list? <clears throat> hey, let me make sure I'm. I'll, I'll dry it up and I can enunciate clearly. <laughs> Podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. There you go. We will be Got recording it. we will be recording our game of the year Thank episodes you. on the evening of December thirteenth. So we will need your list in our inbox no later than noon on December thirteenth. So we want those lists sent to podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net. No later than noon of December thirteenth. So you got a little under a month to get everything in um, and, and to completely confound Poncho Smith uh, to, as to your choices. Because I'm sure he will be the one to agree with, uh, disagree with most of them. So, um, But yeah, we're looking forward to Game of the Year this year. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. It always is. So we hope to hear from our lovely listeners 
and, and, and about all their favorite video game experiences. Said it's, it's always fun. Exactly. It's always really fun. To this is always a good time. It's a celebration of positivity. Good times had by all, and we want mm-hmm. you, we want you to be a part of it. To my immediate virtual right. I don't know about y'all, but media got me through this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> <In> some major <laughs> ways. <laughs> right? It's you, you. You got a cornucopia of things to choose from, and you got to whittle it down to ten. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get ten. We get ten. Yeah. They don't. They get three. To my immediate yep. virtual right, he's been the man for six years. You've been a bitch all your life. It's Rhett. <laughs> Hello. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing. You doing? You doing? It's boy. It's been a two weeks since we last converged. Oh boy, it's it, there's so it, it's still so it's still so fucking much, 7, isn't it? Thousand years. It, it, it feels like seven thousand years is the thing, especially that first week of just like uh, literally mm. like I have no fingernails left. Yeah, it's a disaster, See, but. <laughs> What got me through the last four years <laughs> was just truly never actually thinking Yeah, he would win again. Yeah. So Tuesday night, True. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, no, it looked bad. Our early projections what's going on? Early numbers were real bad. But that was because uh-huh. they, yeah. Thankfully, we know why that was. Because I was sitting there yeah. Tuesday. I was sitting there Tuesday night, literally losing my mind. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> losing my mind. I, I go to bed, try to calm down. Like things, things are not. It's not over yet. It's up in the air. Mm-hmm. I wake up early Wednesday morning. I look at my phone, and the first fucking thing I see, <laughs> oh no, is a fake thumbs up and somebody saying we won. Oh god. Yeah. And I just, like, lose my mind for, like, five minutes <laughs> until realizing, oh, wait, that was fake. He was lying. Yeah, he's, he's of an idiot. Of course. He's a fucking idiot. But, like, just the perfect moment to get me when I'm just waking up and a little lucid and just, like... See, I saw that heart. moment. I saw that moment happen in real time. Oh, my God. Of a so guy coming won. out and saying that the election was rigged, but we won. And I'm sitting there at... 2.30 in the morning, eyes glazed oh. over, just, what fucking clown shoes reality are we about to slip into? And we're, and here we are. But, yeah. Yeah, at, at this point, at this point, the way that he would retain power is to do an actual coup. An actual and like, that's coup. that's not completely, that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. No. But it's a lot it would be it's much much harder than retaining power it's, through an actual election it's something that it's much less likely it's not going to happen with this administration but they are definitely poking this nest especially republicans that have that are very much kind of siding this way they're very much trying uh to poke that to poke that little beehive to see what they can get through and what they can get to stick because it's a dry run for something else <laughs> They're just like, what if we? What if we plan our coup on Twitter? I can, I can yeah. have a little coup. I can have a little coup as a tree. Jk, Jk, winky face. Just, hey, you know, hey. What if we just keep him as president? Like, what if, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we are like the, We are the <clears throat> best political podcast, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, to my commentary. To my immediate virtual left, does he live under a bridge, scare kids, and kill squirrels? It's John Thayer. 
Hi. Hey. Hey, you. Uh, no comment. No comment. Question. No comment. You got <laughs> you got nothing on that right now. Understandable. I don't. I do not live under a bridge. No. Uh, I'll, I'll, that's it. That's my comment. Okay. <laughs> we can at least guarantee you that John Zyre does not live under yeah. a bridge. That's his press conference. His I press do conference. not live under a bridge. No further questions. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're you're you sound like you're ready for a podcast, though. I think we're we're, we're probably we're probably good to go, right? I think we can do that. I'm pretty ready for a podcast. All right. Well, then, Brett, start our podcast. <laughs> Y'all know what I did this last two weeks. Jacked off a whole lot. <clears throat> that was this weekend for sure, but <laughs> mood. It was. I'm sorry, my throat is gone for some reason. I got a lot of phlegm in there. I don't mm. know what's going on. Mm. Uh, but Tuesday, election day, <laughs> I just look at my list of games. And I go, well, I've got Yakuza Three Remastered. I'll just sit down and play that. Hey. So I turned it on, and I played it all Tuesday. All Wednesday, all Thursday, all Friday, all Saturday, all Sunday, all Monday, all Tuesday, all Wednesday, and then on Thursday and Friday, I finished it. Hey, you did it! It's a comfort. It's, just, it's good. It, Yakuza's is good comfort food for you. Oh my god! I just—it was the right fucking game at the right time. Those are always great. <laughs> Those are always great. That's always a nice feeling. Yeah. Like literally, when I wasn't at work, I was at home playing Yakuza. Yeah, that's it. That was just mood for almost two weeks. Mm -hmm. Cool. It's like, so it's weird. So my history with the Yakuza series is kind of funny because I started with four and five and then looped back to zero and then the one and two remakes. Mm -hmm. So Yakuza 3 remastered, they re went and redid the PS3 game. So this is me coming full circle finally. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I started with four and five and then went to the newer ones. So, but this is, you know, it's the remastered, very cleaned up version. Because Yakuza 4 and 5, especially 5, like, those are very bloated games. And, like, they really were kind of pushing mm. the PS3. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Like, they didn't run particularly great. So, like, having a version of Yakuza 3 that just, you know, runs like a dream and seems very sharp for a PS3 game. Mm -hmm. I think they're probably upscaling it to, like, 1080p or whatever. Mm. It's just very nice. It just feels very good to play. For yeah, two I, weeks straight. <laughs> I like, I remember, like, because I have the PS3 version and it was kind of mm -hmm. like, the only thing, I think the only real difference is that, like, they removed, like, the hostess stuff and things like yeah. that. But yeah, that game, even Yakuza 3 kind of ran like ass on the PS3. Mm -hmm. So it's not the, the greatest um, yeah. experience. But I remember when I first played 4, I was like, oh man, like, the loading be between the random fights and stuff and like going inside the buildings like everything was just kind of slow and hitchy yeah and i still finished and really like that game but then yakuza 5 like 5 has five different cities there's just like an enormous amount of shit in that game mm -hmm. and it just maybe felt like it performed even worse Oof. it's like oh. this one like everything just loads instantly pretty much it's very nice that's good so like but this is the oldest one I've played, so it is kind of weird being like, oh, this is what the series was, like, at its most stripped down, kind of. Like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm definitely not interested in going back and playing, playing those PS2 versions. So, like, the main thing I noticed in this is that there's not many side activities. No. It, like, they're, like, the earlier Yakuza games are pretty barren because they're really mostly focused on the story. 
there's a lot of story and a lot of side nice. quests. And, and that's kind of, I mean, there's a lot of side quests. I think there's like a hundred or something. Yeah, but like, like the actual side <clears throat> activities, there's, yeah. there, it's pretty barren. Yeah. Like what I noticed is that in the other games, the, the newer ones, like the main story and the side quests will get you to do those side activities sometimes. Like there's one part in this game where you have to meet with a politician. They're like, oh, he likes golfing. So you go golfing with him. Mm hmm. That's literally the only time in the main story that you do anything besides fighting and talking. Yeah. Huh. Is, this, is this one part where you go golfing? Whereas, like, an hour into Yakuza 0, you're at karaoke. Yeah, like, not even an hour. It's literally, like, the, the minute you hit Kamurocho, you're in. You're, you are looking for the nearest karaoke bar. As just, like, part of the main story. Like, it's just immediate that they start having things. So, like... yeah. Yeah, they're more integrated into the yeah. story. Even the side story stuff where it's like, oh, this character, you know, wants to go on a date. and Oh, let's go to the arcade and, like, play Virtual Fighter or something. Like, they always find ways to work it in. Yakuza 3 does not. Cousin, do you want to go bowling? <laughs> God. <laughs> like, the, there was one side quest in this that, like, a character wanted a tuna so you could go fishing for it. And... Tunas are very hard to catch. They're very big. So it's like the hardest fish in the game to get. Oh, good. One of them. Right. So it's like, okay, I've done the fishing because it, it was right there at the orphanage. Like, it's the first thing you see. So that's one of the, the like, one side activity I found on my own, like, without the game kind of directing me towards it. Mm -hmm. But then it did anyways. Mm -hmm. But, like, I look up the guide online. Okay, here's how you catch a tuna. You use the shrimp bait, blah, blah, blah. You do 150 deepness or whatever. So I do that for, like, 10 minutes and fishing is very hard. Like, it's actually pretty challenging. You got to move the stick and stuff to rag them in, drag the fish in. Mm -hmm. So I fail a couple times, and I finally get a couple successful, and it's not a tuna. It's a oh, different fish. No. So the quest gives, just gives you an option to give the guy, like, 300,000 yen instead. <laughs> so I just did that. Go buy fresh tuna, you lazy bastard. Literally, the one side quest I found that has something besides fighting in it also just lets you pay money to bypass the fishing part. Right. <laughs> and then I was looking, I was looking at the achievements today, and catch a tuna has a seven point five percent achievement rate, mm -hmm. which is like pretty low yeah. because mm -hmm. be beating the game is like fifty five percent. Oh wow! Like shockingly high. That yeah. Jeez. But yeah. I'm saying, nobody fucking caught that tuna <laughs> that quest. So yeah, this is just kind of... The, and those are like the only side quests I did. I think it did the batting cages like once, and it's exactly the same as one of the other games. So it's like, okay, I've, I've done this before. Like, actually, the first thing I did was, in Commodore Ocho was go to the arcade, and there's a Virtual 5 cabinet, mm -hmm. and it doesn't let you play it! What? I'm like, did they remove that from the remaster? Because they were like, we're not giving Virtual 5 away for 25 bucks right so i don't know if they removed it or if it just wasn't in this one because it definitely is in the later games yeah it definitely is so that was weird there's only one game in the arcade and what no like classic sega games in the arcade uh, in this one mm -hmm. so yeah it's very dry on the side activity stuff the combat is you know it's much more simple than some of the later games get i felt like this is on hard this one made me understand the combat more than ever before because it's actually a pretty challenging game mm. like i had to realize like oh if enemies keep blocking you 
should try to get behind them. Yeah, get behind them. Uh, don't they have guard crush moves in that game, too? I can't remember. God, so I was on literally the final boss. And that's when I realized, oh, if you do strong, 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 like three strong, or sorry, weak, 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 heavy, heavy, the second heavy, like, yeah, does guard unblock. Crush. Yeah. I didn't realize that till the final fucking boss. <laughs> And then, I, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, so like this one attack will just always do a little bit of damage. So I just kept doing it over oh, and over, nice. just just oh. just relentlessly assault. Because <laughs> like final boss, if he has these different phases, like which aura, his, which kind of colored aura he's emitting, and when he turns blue, if he gets away from you, he'll just start healing. Yeah. So I just once I realized like what was going on, just don't give him an inch the entire time, and it's no. fine. And then just keep doing that one five hit combo. Because <laughs> I was like, well, surely there's got to be a way to knock him out of the heel. So I just pull out a gun and start shooting yeah, him. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to stop. That's a good way to stop someone from healing. He fucking heals faster than the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I love the concessions video games have to make like that, oh where they want their boss to be hard, but it requires you having to buy the fact that a guy can heal faster than you can shoot him. The difference, the gameplay concessions they make are insane, because there's, I mean, Polly, you've beaten this, like, the last yeah. area... There's so many guys with guns. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it gets ridiculous because guns just, in Yakuza games are fucking terrible anyway. Uh, but yeah, but, it's real bad. There's just so many. There's I've like never seen that many guns, and I've played basically all of them at this point. It was just like, oh, here's a hallway with like two guys with shotguns, a couple yeah. pistols, and an Uzi. I'm like, this is more than I've ever seen in this game. It, it gets ridiculous. Yeah. So like, you're just blown so once you knock one down though you can just take his gun and shoot everybody else real quickly yeah, so it's yeah. actually i didn't find it that hard but it's just like crazy like there's a boss that just shoots kirio a bunch of times <laughs> and like he just falls over but then when he switched to cutscene mode yeah <laughs> one guy takes one bullet now he's dead now what he's the dead fuck? <laughs> it's just amazing after that literally that same boss unloads like a clip into kirio and he just falls over and stands back up. <laughs> One bullet immediately afterwards kills a different character. Oh god! Like I love these dumb concessions you have to make when you're yeah. making a video game. God, so there's a really weird thing when you beat these games. You go into a premium adventure, which is just like, hey, fuck around, you yeah. know, finish the side quest, finish. Uh, the character that dies comes back in premium adventure. <laughs> It feels really bad. It's so dumb. <laughs> so he's just back, and then I'm finishing side quests for with him that are, like, really emotional. Yeah. Like, probably, like, two of them had, like, full-on CGs. Like, probably the side quest they put the most effort into for a character that is supposed to die in the story. It's just like, oh, man. <laughs> it's just weird having missed this stuff and then... Just this awkwardness of doing it after in the post game. It's so good. <laughs> that is very funny. So yeah. It's it's a very straightforward Yakuza game, like kind of the plain plainest one I've played, and like mm -hmm. the stories the story didn't land for me quite like the others did. Mm -hmm. 
where it's a little more confusing than I think it should have been, and then it doesn't have the insane level of twists and reveals at the very end that the, pretty much all the others do. Yeah, like, that's bread and butter for this series at, that, at yeah. this point. Yeah, this one was like, I called who the final boss was going to be, like, super early, and then it was just right the whole time. Oh, it's not like, hard. Oh. They're not doing a good job oh. of hiding it, though, either. Like, it's very much... I, the way the character talks and interacts, it's just like, oh, yeah. you're, you're the bad guy, aren't you? Yeah. But, like, Yakuza 2's ending is, like, three or four levels of you beating a character you think is the final boss, and then somebody, <laughs> another character, steps out and goes, huh, Now I'm the bad guy! <laughs> they were under my control the entire time i'm the real mastermind and then you beat that guy and somebody else comes out and it's like oh, 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 they all have played directly into my plans i'm the real mastermind like yakuza 2's ending is fucking crazy and yeah yakuza 4 is also just insanity and i don't i don't even remember five like i kind of want to revisit i'm probably gonna hook up my ps3 just to watch the cutscenes from four and five again yeah and then maybe just run around those worlds a bit and see how they perform it's Mm. like oh boy 20 fps or whatever it is (sighs) because yeah back when the yakuza series didn't have a lot of a budget behind it um like that that was those Mm -hmm. were kind of like they they, they were kind of like their B tier series for a while, and then it kind of caught weird. on. Uh, now it's get like now you get some pretty big budget stuff out of them. Yeah, they've started doing English dubs again, which is yeah, wild. which is real weird. Like I saw that going into like a dragon that it had an English dub, and it's like at yeah. this point, like I, I don't want to play a Yakuza game with an English dub. I know, but it's like that and Judgment have English dubs. It's like okay, I get it. Like some people just do want that. Yeah, and so I, like cool I'm never gonna game. be I'm never gonna be that person that's like oh I only play my games in Japanese like I'm 100 percent I support English dubs so yeah if that's always like if, like I think the 13 Sentinels English dub is re- like one of the most ridiculously good English dubs I've heard in a very long time. Cool. So I finished Yakuza on series, Friday. The series seems really good. Had, yeah. Each game is a little disconnected story-wise, but, like, the after the prologue in this, it basically just goes into an extended epilogue for Yakuza 2, so that was really nice to see. Oh, neat. Like, like they just recap everything just oh. directly. And there's a part in this where, like, a major character from 2 shows up, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I kind of don't remember who you were. Oops! But, but cool. But cool, <laughs> I... I like I know their connection to the story, but it's like, oops, I kind of don't remember you. You didn't obviously didn't make that much of an impression. <laughs> it is crazy though when it's like, it just, oh yeah, it seems like. Go ahead. It seems like Yakuza just cares a lot about its world and its yeah. continuity, and it puts all this love into making each game like this big thing. Yeah, and then they go back and remake the old ones, and I don't know the relationship the fans have with it seems really nice and seems yeah. like I, kind of thing I'd really like to be a part of. That is something that I really love, is that, like, this is a team that's very uh, dedicated to their series, and the fan, like, mm-hmm. they, they, they're very close to their fan base, they, they, they deliver the best positive, like, there's just a lot of honest excitement yeah. you see that goes into those games, the people making them are, like, making exactly what they want to make uh, unabated by, um, uh, uh, the powers that be like they're kind of mm-hmm. just being allowed to do whatever they want or else something like like a dragon could not exist because <clears throat> that's a big mm-hmm. fucking that's a big fucking change uh and yeah 
Like, I, I don't That's know how, how they talked Sega into letting them do that. And then, like, I love the reveal that it was, like, an April Fool's joke. It feels like they were testing the water to see what people <laughs> mm-hmm. would think when, like, a dragon was kind of, like, just pitched as an April yeah. Fool's joke. And then it ends up being a real thing. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Yak- Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon is a turn-based JRPG. Yeah. It is not a beat-em-up. Like, that's a huge fucking, fucking shift. Fantastic. It's so amazing. Good. Like I love like that that's so much balls that you don't see in games these days. And like and I just yeah. I have so much respect mm-hmm. for that pivot. Everyone is just yeah. kinda like I a, don't the, the one I the one I always think back to is that Dragon Quest Nine was originally going to be an action RPG. Yeah. And they announced uh, that and then people were really pissed and then people were like, Oh sorry, never mind, it'll be turn based. Mm-hmm. It'll be just like Dragon Quest Eight, don't worry. Yeah. So yeah, balls. I kind of feel like we might see something like that from the Japanese fan base where I'm not sure if they were actually super high on yeah, this game. It, it seems to kind of be reviewing a little... It seems to be... Re- like the, the reviews are a little more tepid than I was hoping they would be. Well, it came out yeah. last year in Japan. Yeah. It took a year to get... Yeah, I, I, I watched uh, a couple people stream bits and pieces of the Japanese version, and they, they didn't mm-hmm. sound excited while playing it, so it was kind of... Oh, no. It was, a little, it was a little bit of a bummer. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I, I think, like, uh, my friend Revan, he's a big uh, Yakuza fan. He's, like, the biggest Yakuza fan I know. Uh, and he seems to be enjoying it. He, like, he's, yeah. he'll admit that there's there's faults with it, but he, he seems to be enjoying himself regardless. You know, so. Yeah. I think that, like, if you like that atmosphere, um, you're not too bothered by such a drastic change, which I think is a lot probably to ask, honestly, but. Yeah. It, it, it's. <clears throat> It's weird that they just did Judgment, which had the exact same combat as Yakuza, yeah. and then changed Yakuza into, into the turn-based the, yeah. thing. That's like, such... Again, like, like, I admire that move. I, I think it's ballsy as fuck, and, and I admire yeah. them for it. It just feels like, oh, the side series game with the lawyer as your pro- or detective, yeah. I forget what he was, that's not the one that de-emphasizes the action combat. That's what's kind of weird, you know. It's like yeah. I think if they had done it in what was clearly a spinoff, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been a backlash. No, I think it's doing not. it as Yakuza Seven that people are like, "What? Where's the beat 'em up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the Western fan base seems much worse of to it. Oh yeah, and the fact the fact that like that's the Xbox uh, Series launch uh, game, yeah, exclusive. That's wild. <laughs> that's bonkers to me. But I, yeah. I, that's not that's not a move I could have predicted. I mean, these launches are ridiculous. You have Yakuza on Xbox and then Demon Souls and on PlayStation. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy. a game that Sony didn't publish over here because they didn't like it. They've yeah. gone to Atlas. Yeah, like, remember? Yeah. Sony didn't give a fuck ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how 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 one console generation changes people's tunes? Jesus Christ! Seriously. Right, do you have a PS5 yet? No. No, dang. Oh yeah, so that that was the <clears throat> epilogue to the stories that I finished Yakuza on Friday, sat around for two days, and then just ordered Yakuza 6. There you go. Like, Might fuck as well. it. Like, you know what? Like, at this point, I think comfort food, you deserve all the comfort food you, you can get. Why not, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going into Thanksgiving. Eat all the comfort it- food. <laughs> If you can be in fixation mode right now, yeah, I feel like that helps. I think, a lot. yeah, if you can keep that, keep that streak go, just keep that streak going. Yeah, where you're, you've got a thing you're thinking about all day that you're excited yeah. to get home to play, and yep. then 
that keeps going like that. Yeah, like it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Well, because I always thought getting through Yakuza because I was insistent on just playing them all in order after I did zero, one, and two. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, mm-hmm. obviously I have to play three next right. and then complete that circle. So I always thought this was going to be a slog to get through because it was the oldest game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I just kind of effortlessly breeze through it, yeah. never like ever mm-hmm. being bored once. Like all the orphanage shit, I was like 100% here for that. The one, the one time in this game that I was like, oh, maybe maybe I am getting a little bored of these games is what actually when you go back to Camarocho. Oh, wow. Was like, it was like, yep, we're back in the same city again. <laughs> and you know, it's like, you know, it's the most basic version of all of them yeah, that I've yeah. so far. Where it's like, oh yeah, also half the mini games are gone. Yep. We've got a uh, mahjong and poker. Hey, mahjong <laughs> is good, Rhett. I don't know how to play mahjong. <laughs> the achievements for like, if you look at the achievements, the ones for like <laughs> the, the real Japanese <laughs> games are like one percent. Oh no! Oh no! Like those cl- like I I saw a lot of people learning mahjong because that new clubhouse games came out on Switch and a bunch of people were wanting yeah. to learn to play because they, they got a really good Richie mahjong uh uh in that collection so it was just like it was it was cool to see people mm. learning it from that cool yeah I see multiple folks non socks folks on my timeline learning mahjong right now and they're also the folks who are playing Higurashi yeah that's... Oh. It, Higurashi is exactly what triggered it here in, in, in our little circle. Is because we got to that scene in, in, in Himatsubushi, and it was just like, dude, actually, what if what if Mahjong is super fucking tight though? Mm. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's so, yeah, like it's weird that it, like Higurashi's having such a fucking zenith right now. Like it's just like it is the zeitgeist all over again it's 2006 it's really weird it's 2006 and we're all fucking dialed in again i'm gonna take responsibility for this one though i'm gonna say i'm the one yeah. that caused all of it <laughs> it is especially weird timing for there also to be a new anime absolutely yeah it was a yeah. there were several friends though that jumped in this yep. year into higarashi before your streams it's Jeez. wild it, yeah like I, I have seen new people picking this up all fucking year. It's just so bizarre mm-hmm. to me. And I'm glad that they're 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 coming in with the visual novels for the most part too. Most people are picking yeah. up the VNs and I going know, at so it. Cool. Um and, and, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with just watching the anime if that's what you want to do, but so many people are just going after those visual novels like crazy. Like I have to imagine, like Manga Gamer has seen quite a spike in that series this year. I have to imagine. I mean, I would hope so because that I feel what triggered it was them releasing the eighth one finally. Releasing so, the like, eighth one, and they're giving yeah. away they're giving away Onikakushi until uh, a, a a a COVID vaccine is available. So. I swear, I thought Onikakushi mm. was just free on Steam already. No, like, no. Like, the, the, it, there is a long demo. Um, uh, like, it, like he is a fan of the really long demo. Like, I think you can get like the first like eight or nine chapters, which is a lot. <laughs> um, and then like the last three chapters when you buy it. Um, but yeah, like oh, I think it was, yeah, that... <laughs> yeah, I think it's like <laughs> Onikakushi is like twelve chapters. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it ahead. makes sense though to just to just really put that one out there. It's like, hey, get your feet wet, you know? Yeah, we've like got, we've like, got seven more to sell you after. Do that. 
Yeah, First like they should absolutely do that with Legend of the Golden Witch as well. Like the like you are going to sell a whole. Well, Umin Echo seems to be doing pretty okay for itself already. I think that for some reason it's bigger mm-hmm. than Higurashi because I see way more people talk about Umin Echo than I do mm-hmm. Higurashi. That was my experience. Was that among VN folks, it seems like Umin Echo is a bigger mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but then and then this year specifically, for some reason, a bunch of folks also jumped into Higurashi. I think Umin Echo became so big because it had a really solid fan translation while it was coming out back in yeah. back from back from like 2007 <laughs> through 2010. Like the witch hunt people were mm-hmm. on top of that shit. Like we, me, Rhett were there the whole time. We were waiting with bated breath every fucking time. They were about to drop a new translation. We mm-hmm. were there day one, and that was literally yeah. your entire weekend when you <laughs> like, that's it! That's my next 20 hours! Yeah, that was God, kind of unprecedented. Hell. Where, like, because those releases went by comic so there'd be one in August and one in December. Yeah. Like, they were usually having the August one translated before by December. December. Yeah. Like, that's kind of crazy cool. that they were keeping up with that yeah. whole thing. And, and Ryukishi's always been cool about it. Uh, like, he was just like, yeah, absolutely. Like, so long as people buy the games, I don't care. Like, you do a free translation. It's fine. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Dope. And I think they ended up doing Rose Gun Days, like, officially. They did Rose Guns Days, uh, and they did Kikonia. Like, they worked... Oh. In, like, like, Kikonia was a simultaneous re- uh, release uh, in nice. Japan and the U.S. Witch Hunt were directly involved with that. Awesome. <clears throat> oh, how cool. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Like, they're, ba- they basically, they're basically considered the translation branch <laughs> of uh, 07th Expansion now, I believe. I think that's how they label themselves. It's kind of like... The translation arm, I guess. But yeah, they work cool. directly with Ryukishi yeah. now, so that's really cool. Hmm. That makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So, so, Polly, what's Siconia? <laughs> well, hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey. Hi. <laughs> so before I dive into that, guess what else I played? Okay. I'm playing more Cold Steel 4. Ah. Uh. So I'm about 45 hours in now, and I'm kind of like, I'm taking this one a bit easier than I have previous games. Like, due in large part to both Holy shit! I am too stressed to play video games right now. Aww. And 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 the game Aww. just and the game and the game has a lot of really good natural stopping points uh, that make mm-hmm. it easy to kind of stop for a day mm-hmm. or two for a breather. Uh, because hey, guess what? It's like it's like the final game of this arc, and it's really intense. And a lot of like when the big shit happens, it happens, and it leaves you feeling like you got rolled over by by a steamroller. <laughs> mm. It's good at that, but but it's also kind of like I'm savoring it a bit. But I figure next day or two, I'm basically gonna hit go mode uh, on this one because I'm not. There's not really anything else I want to play right now, uh, and especially like after this week because this is my last work week of the year. So especially next week, just diving in nonstop. Like this game will be finished by next podcast, no doubt. So I'll have final thoughts on uh, Cold Steel Four next episode, but. To continue the train of thought that we were on, I did read Kikonia When They Cry Phase 1 for You, The Replaceable Ones, which is a fantastic title, if I do say it myself. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I'm irreplaceable. I like how it ties the title really. No. Nobody agrees. Oh, okay. Didn't work out the second time. No. Continue. So, uh, this one's, um, okay. So, geez. Kikonia, when they cry. What is Kikonia when they cry? So, um, it's kind of a big old... What's a Kikonia? Bro- What's a Kikonia? Well, that is, that is a stork. 
You remember Bird Bug Bug, Bird Bug Bug? We played that in <laughs> kindergarten, but you, you, everybody acts like they don't know what Bird Bug Bug is. I was like, whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> bug Bird Bird, Bug Bird Bird, Bug Bird Bird. We, everybody fucking, you say that to anybody, they'll know what you're saying. They'll, they'll fu- you say Bug Bird Bird, Bug Bird Bird, they'll fucking get it. I guarantee you. <laughs> So Kakania, when they cry, like I said, it's a pretty significant departure from what most might consider, like, uh, the Ryukishi formula. Um, Kakania is like, this is a sci-fi action fantasy type story. Oh my god. Um, and it takes place in sort of like a, a pseudo-utopia a pseudo, uh, that was created a hundred years after World War III. Um, <laughs> and basically, like, the world was sort of left decimated after World War III. It was almost kind of flung into a nuclear winter. Um, and basically, like, nanomachines basically are keeping the planet alive and restoring society to what we what we now have in this, like, futuristic utopia where, like, you've, you've got um, these children who have these gauntlets and they're, they're like, the cutting edge of, of high-tech weaponry where, uh, like... It allows them to fly really fast, and it also, like, for some reason, they've got a dimensional pocket where they can literally just pull out any weapon they want. <laughs> it's just a real... It's a, it's a good excuse to have big, dumb sky battles, basically. <laughs> it's a big, dumb excuse to have big Toho-like battles that I'm sure are going to be a, 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 a big part of what this series is going to be. Um, but, they, 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 but they play on this a lot... <clears throat> Uh, so from the jump, it's set to kind of put you in the mindset of, like, just big and dumb. Uh, it's the prologue. Like, when you load up the game the first time, you don't even get kicked to the title screen. It's just a propaganda video for Gauntlet, for Gauntlets oh and, and Gauntlet Knights, and it's really super good. Cool. <laughs> it's like, imagine the entire military might of an entire nation inside one child's left arm. It's so good. Okay. It's, it's it's not voiced over or anything, obviously, but like yeah. the the like he's clearly using a lot of fun new transitions and video effects that like whatever they've done to end scripter, like uh, it this game's super advanced because they're using a lot of crazy video effects and three D shit now. Um, and this game's got a hell of a presentation, cool. and you get you get a lot of that in just this opening uh, scene before the title screen even ever comes up. Um, and it's, 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 it's real good at kind of keying you in on where the story starts. So, uh, Kikonia is sort of different in that, like, you know how, like, uh, you look at Higurashi and you look at Umineko, and those are sort of isolated settings where, like, uh, you know, you've got, you know, you've got one village, which is sort of the main, pro- you know, the main mm-hmm. setting for Higurashi, and then you've got Rokunjima Island and the mansion for Umineko, Whereas um, in, in Kakonia, all the world's the stage this time around. Um, and he does a very, mm-hmm. very good job uh, throughout this whole story. Like, my favorite part of this is the way that he presents this world and paints uh, this sort of like reborn duct tape together post-apocalyptic world. Like, where mm-hmm. every, like, like all nations get along. Like we've eradicated most horrible diseases there's scientific breakthroughs everywhere it's the works it's almost like it's too good to be true but it's a world that's also just like hey guess what we're also teetering on the bre- you know on the edge of war because humanity is complacent and greedy and stupid um and, and that's sort of your main hook there is that like we're this 
this, this, this brilliant society that's teetering on the edge of repeating history because humanity's fucking dumb. Uh, guess what, guys? Like, Ryukishi's got a lot... <laughs> Ryukishi has a lot of opinions <laughs> about the world and a lot about adults, about <laughs> politics. <laughs> and this is the game where he's throwing most of them at you. Just They're not even analogies anymore. It's just literal narration. <laughs> By the way, adults are fucking stupid. <laughs> Might as well be. Um, but yeah, like the world that I he pre- that. the Just world the world that he presents here is really, really well done and put together. It's so believable. It's easy to kind of get yourself into the mindset of like what he's describing, what you're seeing, and understanding how this world works and how relations between all the various factions work. Because he's really put a lot of thought into all of that stuff and is good uh, at explaining it all. So, uh, another cool thing is that Ryukishi wanted to do a game that uh, also that had repu- that had a lot of representation from around the world uh, because mm. uh, in the last 15 or so years he's recognized that his works have become pretty renowned outside of Japan and he's said that like Kikonia is kind of his way of thanking his fans around the world by hopefully giving them something that they can relate to as well so this is a game where a lot there are characters from like every country that you could think of, every religion, every culture, uh, different gender identities. Like he's really trying hard. Like this game has like no less than thirty to forty characters, and he's trying real hard. <laughs> um, and, and there's a lot of real work put in, I think, to make sure that these characters aren't stereotypes either. I feel like he probably did a lot of a lot of research to make sure that. He wasn't being purposefully offensive to anybody or trying to create stereotypes, but actual, you know, characters that could represent the the countries and the cultures from where they're from. Um, And I think that that comes through really, really sincerely um, in in a lot of the writing and, and the way the characters are designed, the way that they interact with one another, the way that they express their ideals. Um, the way they explain their own cultures. Like, it just feels very researched. I could be wrong. Maybe he fucked up a lot. But from what I, the, from the things that I did look up, because, they, you know, characters mm-hmm. will say things, and, like, I would get curious and go, look, it's like, okay, yeah, okay, you researched that. From, from what I can tell, he did a lot of really good research to, to, to make sure that this stuff came together and, and, and felt really sincere. So I think that's a really cool thing that he wanted to give back to his fan base is to like make everybody feel like they're a part of this experience. Uh, and I think that's super rad. Um, yeah. And uh, so like all the characters are broken up into like the five major world factions, each one having like, th- there are like two teams with three gauntlet users a piece, except one of them has two. And you'll probably spend like a good deal of time in the main menu. Uh, you're going to want to be looking at their bios because if you're not great at remembering ethnic names and, and what factions they belong to, Oh boy, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get one. You're wanna you're gonna want to get used to memorizing a lot of three letter acronyms. Um, the game is real heavy on these kind of things. It kind of I feel like it needed a codex for mm. some of its terminology because mm. I think it gets a little much. Where it's just like, okay, what is C O U again? What is A O U? What is B three W? Oh Jesus. Like, oh, it, it gets a little like by the end of the game I was fine like I, okay it's like okay I know who's who I know who's from what faction I know what they do but like there's just like 
it's, it's kind of like Umineko. You know how Umineko's got the um, the character uh, chart where you can go mm-hmm. in and see like who's who, like what their name is, what their role in the story is. Well, this kind of expands on that more by giving you like a list, a detailed list of their abilities, and just like a very it it smacks of fate in a way. Oh boy! <laughs> where it's just like I was gonna uh, say, it sounds like a little like Metal Gear. It's got like, like the way is that, that it's. Fair? I, like I get like weird visual novels that have that try to have rules to everything, where it's just like this character. Here's Excellent. this. Here's this. Like if you go into the menu, like here's this character's special ability. Here's that special ability's rank. Whatever SS means, you never tell me. But that's the rank of that ability, and then a big exp- explanation of that ability. And it's like, okay, you really got into this, didn't you? You were having a lot of fun. Um, good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, if you go into this and you're having trouble, like, just kind of maybe spend it, spend maybe one of your sessions going over that character chart and learning who's who because it's going to get confusing. Um, I, I think that that's probably one of the bigger problems is that this game throws a lot of shit at you uh, right up front. Um, but like, like Umineko, I think can be. Uh, a little overwhelming at first, but I think it's really good at, at kind of spacing that stuff out where it's introducing new characters and stuff, like where you kind of gradually get introduced to the family, whereas this kind of just spends the first three chapters throwing characters at you nonstop. And it's just a, mm. li- it's a little much when it's like a bunch of characters, a bunch of abilities, a bunch of acronyms, and a bunch of factions. And it's like, okay... Okay, gonna have to come back to this tomorrow and just study that pause menu for a bit. <laughs> um, it's like but, an old Russian novel with a oh, family tree at the start. You have yeah. to study to understand what's happening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the the story in and of itself kind of just revolves around the world careening toward what seems like predestined all-out war. Basically, World War Four is kind of like what we're kind of getting the, the idea for. And, and like, all of the main characters who, who are children, doing what they can to struggle against that and prevent it without bloodshed. Um, but you then, but then you have like the adults who are the ones in charge of like the military and who are just completely, these ch- like, like these adults who are completely outclassed by these genius super soldier children in every single way, but those children are the ones whose futures are being squandered and used like pieces on a chessboard. And like, boy, if the message isn't really fucking on the nose about what he's <laughs> saying about adults and what and what they do to the young's futures, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Um and that's kind of like the the, the 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 overall basis of the story there there's some other stuff that's kind of getting set up behind the scenes like like there's some like end game um i call it that end game higurashi shit and like uh early game mm. umineko shit where an extra layer is getting tacked on <laughs> mm. Mm. um now you're speaking my language uh but the problem i was thinking and i was thinking um that I heard that he was specifically trying to like make this this first phase mm-hmm. like essentially the first four question arcs of Umineko pacing wise. Yeah, does that's... that feel like it makes sense at all? I think it's rushed. I think that he's getting to okay. maybe he's getting maybe to the end of the second chapter of Umineko, uh, but he's doing it in the span of one game, and it feels rushed. Um, not in a good way. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah. like, but like, Which makes get, sense. I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people had trouble with how slow those first games start, oh, and he's yeah. doing Echo, so yeah. it's like, 
even though we are obviously here for it. Yeah. Because we're the true fans. We are the true fans. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, you get that extra layer of stuff. And, like, you know how, like, like I don't know whether this is, like, just a, a really super common and just Japanese media, but, like, the bad guys sitting around and talking about their plans in a really vague way and using a bunch of terminology and proper nouns so that the player and reader have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> This game is like thirty percent of that. Uh, oh god! And it's just like, oh, okay, you're doing cool stuff here, but it's just like, it, it, it smacks of Xenogears as well, where they've got like the triumvirate and like those you know, the voices on the cube. That's exactly where my brain went. Yeah, like, and it's exactly that because there's like sort of an analogous version of that in called the Three Kings, who are ma- like they're like masked dudes who are seemingly pulling all of the strings here. Um, but they like these scenes are just like constantly proper noun, proper noun, name of plan, numbers, just like and I feel that they don't give you enough of an in to make that stuff anything but just really aggravating <laughs> in this first part. Like mm-hmm. you only understand what's happening in maybe one of these scenes. But the rest of them are just like everybody's talking so vague and so over your head and it it just kind of got annoying to me, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, so yeah, like you kind of get a- an idea with that of kind of how the game story eb- ebbs and flows from chapter to chapter and like how these characters ideals are tested of like, we're going to do everything we can to resist resorting to violence because we're not, we're going to be the pillars of peace. We are going to make sure that the shitty adults don't ruin the world. Um, and, and it's, and that's a fun conflict, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's juicy. It's, right yeah, now. like there, especially right now. Like this game is like there are so many passages that I read in this game, and I had to just screenshot them and share them with people because it's like ah, it's too fucking much. <laughs> there's so much. Like there's so much that's relevant. Like the things that are happening in this game are so relevant that Ryukishi has actually pushed back the release of Phase Two. Because it's too relevant right now. He doesn't think that it would be tasteful. Too much. He doesn't think that it would be tasteful to put things out right now where this story is touching and where it's going. The the apocalypse that it is showing is too fucking real. It's too tangible. And and I get that. And I got that even from the first one. It's just like, whew, you know, coming off of the shit that we just came off of. Like I really, I literally started reading this election week. Okay, so it was just like, oh boy, oh boy, there's so much going on here. Oh no. Um. So um. Yeah, like there's a lot of juicy meat there on that bone uh, that you can get at. Unfortunately, I didn't really come away from this all that convinced. Uh, I think the first mm. big issue, like this was I the said, impression I got from the other friend that read it. Yeah, like oh, no. uh, the big issue. My first one is that it's just it's complete character overload. That's my first big issue. Is that mm. you? You can argue again. You can argue that Umineko had a similar problem, but like other than the main family, I think that that game is real good. It's sprinkling in the extra characters and its meta layers. Like it does it tastefully and in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Uh, mm-hmm. This game is just like, like I said, like the first two or three chapters is just cavalcade of new characters and factions and terminology, and 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 and, and sides of, like who's on what side of this 
this whole back and forth, and it's it it just gets to be too much. And the 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 problem is is that when you have so many characters, like, and you don't have as big a runtime as you need to flesh them out, then everything kind of starts feeling either frivolous or stretched thin. Because this story very clearly focuses on mm. maybe like I would say five or six of the characters are important, and everybody like seventy five percent of the cast they be they. They're either not elaborated on, or they're just not around. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to justify them being there. Um, I guess I also kind of found the the, the climax uh, really deflating too. Uh, like if you huh. if if you look back at Oni Kakushi and Legend of the Golden Witch as opening games in their uh, respective series. Both games kind of build up to something huge happening, and it leaves you completely stupefied by the end, and you're given a lot to think about and chew on. And Kokonia tries with a similar build, like this approach and build to what could very well be World War IV. It's a good build, but the actual climax itself is disorienting in the way that he's trying to present it, because I know what he's trying to do with this scene. Like, it's brilliant. Like, if this was mm-hmm. an anime, if this was uh, a visual novel that was being produced with higher production values, I'm not trying to knock the production values because this is a very solid-looking game, but there mm-hmm. are some things that he's not, that the prose isn't explaining very well or the way it's presented is not coming across. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene that they're trying to create just... it falls weirdly flat like the action feels weirdly underwritten for a, a, a series and a game and a cast of characters that are built entirely around this idea of really loud and big sci-fi action battles Whoa. like mm-hmm. if we look back like okay let's look back at Sumi Horoboshi that game has a climax with two characters and it goes on for 45 minutes <laughs> and it's <Yeah>. incredible <laughs> This game has a climax of, like, 25 characters that takes place over the course of maybe 25 minutes, and it lands with, oh. a, res- and it lands with a resounding thud. Mm. Um, oh. and, and, yeah. Like, like, and after you finish, like, the credits started rolling, and I felt real weird. And then it's just like, oh, here's 16 tips that you unlocked at the end, which these, you should have <laughs> you should have cool. You should have put these in the main game between chapters because for the most part like I have 14 of the 16 are just kind of bad slapstick comedy sketches that go on too oh, long. No. they're not very good um, and then like two of them are just kind of telling you something very basic that you probably already surmised uh, through the main game <sighs> so this one just kind of left me not feeling much um it bums me out mm. to say that because it has moments. It has real good moments. Like there's a moment, it there, there's a moment and, and a sub story where this game actually tastefully covers the idea of of, of a, a trans or non-binary person like being in a relationship with a cis person and like how that dynamic works and how they kind of come together to understand one another and ask the questions that need to be asked tastefully and respectfully and it's handled very well. Like, it's super, super fucking smart. Um, but cool. those big moments... Really rules. And, like, the big, like, action moments are really fun, too. Like, a lot of the way that the, 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 he 
is able to present action now is really good. Like, he's got a lot of crazy video effects and 3D, sh like, shenanigans that you just didn't have um, in older engines. Um, but, like, those moments don't really help the whole rise above and be better. It's like, there's a lot of ideals and a lot of politics that I 100% agree with, and that, but, like, but, like, that alone isn't gonna hold me. Like, Phase two has got a lot of work to do uh, if it's going to kind of, if I'm going to buy in because I, this one just, it did not land at all. And that hurts to say as a big fan yeah. of, 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 of course, we're, cause we're feeling this series so much right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and always having been, yeah, this was, know. this was basically my, this was sort of my friend's takeaway from it too. It was just like, hey, there are thirty characters, and you are pushing through a lot of story really, really fast. And yeah, um, for this thing trying to be so big, I, I think just for at least for me, like a big part of what makes Higo so special is how intimate it is. Oh it yeah, is just yeah, this village. yeah. Um, I'm glad he's doing something new and different. I think that's rad. Yeah, but that is like I just have to wonder okay, if me, yeah, like are. Like, I have to wonder if this is growing pains from not knowing how to write a story of this scope yet, and we're just kind of feeling it out, um, or if mm. maybe he needed to scope the project out more to maybe be six games instead of four, so you could slow down a bit, make things more intimate, um, and, and things like that. Like, it just feels... It feels like somebody either not quite having their legs yet or trying to get them uh, with the scope. And, and, and again, I respect what he's trying to do with wanting to make the fan base feel more a part of something. Like, that's really admirable. But telling a story, like, that is the scope of the world, the entire world, when you are one person who's doing all of the writing, that's really fucking hard to do tricky yeah like i think that umineko and higurashi work because of those smaller intimate settings um mm -hmm. and like if that's the trade-off is that like you have to kind of have a more rushed story and you've got to have 1200 characters that you're not going to hear from most of the time um yeah like how long that. was this one this one was about 22 hours or so so it was about that's, about that's about two arcs of the originals. Yeah, at yeah. least of Higu question arcs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah. I, I, and I, you are very much bought in by the end of Watanakashi. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you absolutely it. are. Yeah. Whereas whereas this, if you aren't by Oni Kikuchi. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the where's this? I'm just mm, man. It's just. Oof. There's a lot I like, but yeah. there's there's almost an equal amount that I don't like. Um, there was a this was our, I was already kind of like I'll wait until the it's, this sounds like when it's this much setup, mm -hmm. um, I already don't want to just read this and then wait a year and a half yeah. and then read the second one. I yeah. want to kind of read this one and then read the one that's gonna really like pull me in. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm hoping that maybe phase two can smooth out some of these problems because it doesn't sound like these that these issues are just something that are unique to the way that i'm feeling about it like it sounds like like mm. like like looking at looking at reddit's looking at forums so these are kind of uh 
similar complaints that other people had where it's just like, yeah, like there's, it, it's not bad. Like it's not out and out terrible or anything. It's just the pacing doesn't feel right. And it's a little too much information overload and not showing the hand enough to make it a little more uh, mm-hmm. tantalizing and engaging. I think, I think if you'd lean like if, 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 if the antagonist could have shown their hand a little more as to, you know, beyond the, the the surface level of what's going on and what they're trying to do and, and not spoken so goddamn vague most of the time. I could have bought into that a little more. If we could have just maybe, like, centered each game maybe around each faction and their specific gauntlet knights, like, I think that they needed to do something a little more along those lines or something. But I guess we'll see going forward, but it ain't going to be anytime soon now, so... <laughs> It's rough finding yep. out that. Well, they, hopefully, he, hopefully he has more time to to kind of refine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Cool. John! Thank you for the good thoughts. I, Yeah? Oh, what? Yeah. How oh, you doing? yes. You, I, I mean, I have things. You want to talk? You want to talk? You want to talk about things? Yeah. All right. I want you to talk um, about I have things. a new segment idea. You have a new segment idea? <laughs> okay. Um. So... Basically, I love making games. You All do. Of us have have a enjoy making games. I think. Um, well, I'm not sure. Take enjoy breaks sometimes the when the <laughs> <laughs> take breaks sometimes when the world's on fire. Yeah, but yeah, that's where I'm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, I like looking at different game making tools mm-hmm. because I'm not one of those game makers who are like I'm going to use Unity and I, that where I can just program it to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, or I'm going to learn Unreal and make a giant, make a first person shoot, first person exploring horror game. Like, no, that's, that's way too much for me. That's I'm, no I, good. No bueno. I'm, I'm a simple person and I like simple tools. Right. I like to make simple, <laughs> yeah. simple games. Are I'm a practical thing. And I'm so proud. Yeah, I knew I it. Yeah. Okay. Were you were referencing that. <laughs> um, and that game was made in, I think, um, Clicken? No, not Cl- I think it was um, Macromedia Fusion. Mm. All right. Um, I haven't used that one. It seems a little too, just a little too complicated for me. I, I can't even can't even <laughs> really wrap my head around it. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna so I want to talk about I want to pick a tool. I want to talk about it on here. It's gonna be a tool for helping you make games. I want to so make I'm games. Call this segment. Let's help people. So make I'm gonna games. call this segment the Game Maker's Tool Box. That sound good? <laughs> yeah, I you. I think it's perfect, John. I don't think that you need to change it. I some people would say you need to workshop that. I'm gonna say nope, nope. I'm nope. gonna say that I subscribe to a YouTube channel that is one word off. From I that. think you're full of shit, Rhett. What are you talking about, Rhett? Game, game Maker's toolbox. toolbox. That's gonna be our new. That's I gonna like be it. our new hot brand we're bringing All right. to the table. All right, Game Maker's Toolbox. We'll trademark oh my that. God. All right. So, um. So I'm gonna put this here. In the chat, it's click click game. We're gonna start real simple. All right, because you know what? You don't need you don't need fucking complicated tools to make games. Fuck no. They can be so simple that I can teach you on this podcast how to use it over the next two minutes. So I want both to open the link. I'm opening the link right now (laughs) through my Uh through my OBS browser. Are you all right? I'm there. I'm drawing. I put it. I put it. It's at flickgame.org. All right, cool. You're already drawing a blue thing. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Um, now, so you're on you're on frame one. Draw anything on frame one with a color. I'm okay. gonna draw a penis. <laughs> All right. Draw a penis. Okay. All right. Then um then go to frame two. Frame two. And then draw something else. I'm gonna draw another penis, but it's gonna be bigger. <laughs> the balls are just gonna be Beautiful. gigantic. That doesn't look like a penis. It okay. looks more well, like it looks more like an all... looks more like an ocean. So there's a penis and then there's an ocean. Okay. Okay. All right. Go back uh -huh. to frame one. Okay, back to frame do you see one. The, 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 do you see the line of colors at the bottom where you select the colors? Yes, I do. Do you, see the little, do you see the little black boxes beneath the colors? Yes. All right, click on the underneath the color that you use in frame one. All right. And then click two, the the frame that you Boom. draw the second time. I just on. did it. Boom. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Now, export. Export. Let's Save go. the document. Open it. You click on the color in the first frame, and then it goes to frame two. I, okay, you know what? This is a really good story. I drew a penis in my first frame, right? <laughs> and it got bigger. And then, no, yeah. no, no, no. Because, see, remember, I screwed up when I was drawing it. And then the second one's just mm -hmm. a puddle. So my first frame is a penis. Beautiful. My second frame is a puddle. Yeah. I made a jack-off oh, game. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. That is some Scott McCloud understanding comics transcendent art you just made, Polly. It's the space between the panels. Now we know you have created the jack-off experience. Thank you, thank you, Polly. The one true jack-off experience. Ladies and gentlemen, making games is easy. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. Making games? Making games is fucking easy. Any of you who are listening, you can go make a game right now at flickgame.org. I'm going to post um, an example, another example game here in the, in the chat. Um, we can. It's it's so fast that you can play it right now. Yeah, post it in our Discord. You could literally make twenty seven games by the time we finish this episode. It's true. All right, I want Red and Pie. I want you to play Bad Avocado. Bad Avocado. I'm gonna go play Bad Avocado. Boom. Now yeah, I man. want you to know this one. I, is a I little, finished it. I finished it. I did it. I'm it's a so little unsettling. I'm. So, oh, you're not wrong. This is very unsettling. Yeah. Oh, it's a little unsettling. Oh my. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. This is called Bad Avocado. It's a, it is a game in which you push a finger into an avocado and you pull it back and it's like blue and gross inside. And then it says the end with a frowny face. Look at that. So, like the, I, boom. We've made video games. All right. People. So that one was... So that was an Ink Repair game. I'm going to do... Ink Repair made this tool in addition to Puzzle Script, which is another one I love. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do one more. All right. This one's called Giraffe. Giraffe. Now, this one's a little more substantial. Okay. Oh, look at this. Wait a <laughs> Can you do it in the Discord? Oh, okay. Sure. Which tab was that? I have my Understanding Comics by Scott. I was Googling okay. Scott McCloud's name. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. Oh, okay. I'm climbing. I'm climbing, everybody. Look at this. Look at this. What does the world look like from up there? Everything. <laughs> You can make you can make very good video games with Flick Game, John. You can. I'm gonna post my favorite Flick game that I made. All right. Um, here in the chat. Oh, I um, like this. I, oh, I know this. I guess one. that's a little. I guess that's dunking on um. I, I really like my Wednesday game too, obviously. But this one, I feel like I, oh, I captured <laughs> something fundamental about the beauty of the form. Now, all the games <laughs> I've linked so far have been linear, but right. you can actually do branching structures here in Flick Game. Granted, you only have 16 drawings. You got 16. So yeah. But you can branch it out and tell non-linear, beautiful story stories. Right. Um, so that's Flick Game, y'all. 
trying to think of an alternate ending pretty to, good, to, pretty to good. my penis game now. It's like, gosh, like if you click on it and you get a puddle, what what, what else could we add to mm -hmm. that? How could we make penis game dynamic? Um, let's see. You have to click on the balls first to get things excited. And the, then oh, there you go. The shaft. If you maybe, don't, maybe. then you just get sad. Okay, we can do that. Then you just, there you go. Like there we you have go. Look at that. We've just we have just iterated and improved, ladies and gentlemen. This mm. is how easy That's making true. video games is. Are That's there true. also alternate... my spider? My spider game is extremely good. Are there alternate <laughs> endings in it? For my I spider tried... game, no, there are not. No, because I tried clicking around, there did not see any alternate endings. No, there's that. That has one very obvious and specific ending, catering toward one very specific idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, there's only one verb, and it's try to fly away. Yeah. Yeah. And Don't do a very good job <laughs> it's, it's of it. His, this is Ludo. This is Ludo. Basic Ludo narrative. Something. Something. Rat. Mm -hmm. Consonants. <laughs> <laughs> so now, anyone here could have made a game. You can make one right now. Yeah. So there you go. That was the first. The first installment of Game Maker's Toolbox. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I. I. Can, I cannot wait for the next installment of Game Maker's Toolbox. I, I hope that this becomes a regular. I know it's going to sweep the nation. It is regular, a nice, a nice regular. Uh, it's, it's nice to have regular segments again. You know, Butt Steam got a little tiresome because who wants to spread negativity? We we don't do news anymore because gaming news is really stupid. Oh man. Uh, so so mm -hmm. why not put something fun out there in the world, like helping our listeners make video games? Make a jerk off. I know. Make a jerk off game. Go make. We want to see your jack off yeah. game. We want to see your jack off game. We want to see your jack off game. We want to see your jack off game. Jack off game. Jack off game. Jack off game. Right, join in. Jack off game. 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 Jack off I have one more segment. Oh, you have another segment. I know. This one is a recurring right. segment, though. Oh, we're going back to our recurring um, I of, segment. I thought of a name for it. Oh, you did? Y'all, and you can. Tell, yep. Um, I'm going to call this the RT Peanut Gallery. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. There we go. I love it. All right. Okay. All right. I've just got two for y'all today. Got two. Okay. All right. Let's go. Scene five. Right. Scene five. Are we ready? Um, it's important you listen to this one. All right, we're going. Um, this yeah. is gonna be this is gonna be a little less about all the comments and more about something about the melody. Oh my god! I know this. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose, right? Wow. Yeah, they just kind of. It's so the the song that's playing is scene five from RPG Maker VX Aces OST, and they just completely take the melody from Final Fantasy One's Corneria. Yep. Oh. That's Just literally. Like, it's so on the nose. It's very funny. <laughs> like I could go find Corneria right now and play it. You would. It's the exact same fucking tune. Well, like it's literally note for note. Yep. I did scroll yep. down to the comments. Uh, they have noticed. 
Yes. So uh, most of the comments are Final Fantasy 1 vibe. This sounds like Final Fantasy 1. Heavily inspired by Cornelia's theme. I think heavily um, inspired is being a little kind and generous. <laughs> this reminds me of Dire Dire Docs from Mario 64. Okay. <laughs> I mean... This is I mean, of Cornelia's theme. All like right, the instrumentation, the instrumentation may. Yeah, be. that's mm-hmm. what I see. We have a couple. We have a couple additions here. Put the wind effect, sound effect with this. Sounds ten times better. All right. I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is right in my ear. Oh lord. Yeah. Uh, I hear. Wasn't doing it for me. Go ahead, Rhett. Yeah, I hear the, sad the... reminiscence theme. Um, and then friend's death theme for me, and then <clears throat> from Richard Liu four years ago. Okay. A moment of silence and peace. The war has ended for all of us. <laughs> Our duties are complete. The gods are with us. We finally saved the world like we sworn from our first battle. Open pren, ending scenes theme. Close pren. Girl, colon. Oi! Onisama! Oh no! <laughs> and then and then in bold size um and i don't know the i don't know the journey that richard went on that got them to make this post <laughs> but i feel like we missed a couple steps a couple yeah of i think uh kind of a couple stops <laughs> along the train of thought maybe people could use flick game to make the game that is being described there mm-hmm. to fill in the gap themselves that could be their homework in flick game yes <laughs> Um, I'm going to post, a, post another song now. This will be this last one. Okay. <clears throat> Too strong for us, says June, about this post. <laughs> um, this one is theme number one from RPG Maker VX Ace. Now, this one, this one has a specific vibe because it is the default title screen music. Oh, yeah. This is Maker definitely default title screen. And it's very loud and energetic. Yep. Uh-huh. For default music, so it kind of gets your real gets it hits pretty hard. Uh, so you got a bunch of people acknowledging that in the chat, like you know you're an RPG maker dev when the first three so- seconds of this song are burned in Jeremiah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So glad I eventually muted my test project. Never want to hear this again. Um, Dara Heck says that's the theme of the mask of happiness, the mask hiding all of the angst, agony, and depressing emptiness of all the unfinished tests and games who will lie forever incomplete, rotting in a corner of your hard drive. Um, now there is one comment that I actually really want to le- read um, for all of y'all, and I want you to you both to contribute with me. Oh this God, Stephen Lewis from five years ago. Um, uh, please scroll down to the comment that says my lyrics to this song. Oh my God. Oh no, 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 no! I ain't doing it. <laughs> uh, are you sure, Polly? You're you're very good at reading now. I have done all this. We're not singing I'll it. read the first. I'm not <laughs> singing like five, it. Five five different. Okay, wait, wait. We don't have to sing it. I just want to. I just okay, my lyrics off. to this song. Okay, lyrics. I'm there. Okay, I got it. All right, Stephen Lewis, let's hear it. All right, so uh, I'm gonna. I, there are five verses, and we'll trade them back. And All right, forth. we'll just go one after another. Me, uh, John, me, Rhett. Okay. All right. Stephen Lewis says, "My lyrics to this song: Don't wait for glory to come to you. You've got to take a chance and move on. No matter the stakes or where you are." You can win if you never give up. <laughs> Danger is waiting everywhere you turn, but you gotta hold your head high and soar higher gotta than live anyone in your way. 
fly through the shining sunlight. Not Sorry. knowing what lies up Red. ahead. Not knowing what lies up ahead, it always gives me a thrill. As long as I am here with you, my friends, <laughs> we will defeat one and all. What's the chorus? I think chorus, whatever that one is. I think, and then lock up your fears and look to the light and grasp that adventure waiting for you. Friends in excitement the whole way through, facing what lies up ahead. Call it, close it out, house. I will not falter to any roadblock on my cruise to glory, nor will I turn away from any challenge, because this is everyone's dream. I think those last two are the chorus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, someone replies with, "How?" Someone replies with, "How the fuck are there lyrics for this? And why the fuck does this work? Because it really is just kind of singing." So, uh huh. It's really, it really, clearly, really sings to Silica there. Oh yeah, um, just yeah, man. Just want to taking this to karaoke. Yep. Um, so that's it. That's RT Peanut Gallery. Well, I'm glad we got a name for that segment now. I know, right? It got, <laughs> I like it. It's real good. It's real I love fun. it. I love it. <laughs> and that's it for me for now. All right. All right. Plugging in my headphones. Oh, yeah, you should probably do that. Headphones. All right, now I'm done. That's a fun word, isn't it? Headphones. I like that <laughs> word. Say it, say it, say it. Headphones. Head, which means oral sex. Whoa, 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 John. <laughs> Fucking dial it back, horny man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep your nasty penis mouth off of my podcast. What are you guys doing? What are we doing? I, don't know. I can tell you what we're doing. Yeah, we're throwing to Rhett. Oh right, I'm next. Yeah. <laughs> hey Rhett. Uh, I don't really have much of anything else because I just played Yakuza for two weeks straight. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have yeah. much. I don't have much else other than Kikonia. Huh. So I didn't oh. do anything else for the last two. Well, weeks. Well, you you act, you actually already did Cold Steel Four, so you've already done your two things. Right. Uh, I've been watching more anime, basically, and uh-huh. keeping up on a few shows week to week. Uh, Jetstorm 4 has made an R18 game and flick game, has he? Oh, oh. Yep. yep, I'm playing it right now, y'all. It's on, it is live on itch. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It literally just made... Is it a jerk-off game? It's a jerk-off it a... game. It's a, okay. Somebody will probably jerk off to this. Okay, but that's proof, proof that you can make a video mm-hmm. game. In just minutes. Absolutely stellar, Tom. Also, that's just a really good drawing. It's yeah, that's, animated that's... and has so much personality. Yeah, like, but you got that yeah. together pretty fast. Can you throw it in the Discord throw chat? In... Why do you never watch the fucking Absolutely. stream chat, Rip? I was, and then I accidentally closed it. Oh. Oh, it's a chorus game. It's, I, uh, well, it's... why wouldn't it be? You gotta work with your brand, Rhett. It's like saying, oh, another I versus it's Pi. So... I am really impressed that like, I'm really impressed that, that 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 came out in like ten minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Practice. He's done a lot of courses. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. I see the same. Good. Good. This proves it. You can make a video game in minutes, and it'll be solid. You can go to mm-hmm. Jet, you can go to jetstormforward.itch.io. To play the game that Jetstorm 4 just made during this podcast. There you go. 
So Rhett, you, you... Um, I think I think that I think that, um, I think that stuck game was also the one that inspired Tom to initially start drawing bondage art on Twitter. I think so. I think oh, so. Oh gosh. Mr. Pruitt I'm glad to here. inspire him yet again. <laughs> so, so are we, are so are we just gonna <laughs> throw it back to John then? No, I was gonna talk about something. Okay. You got keep interrupting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I it mean, was, I've. It was a good interruption, Red. Chorus awaits her fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically eligible for game of the year now. I just it is. It, it literally. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time a game that was created during a podcast ended up on a game of the year list? That's something to think about. Something to think about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can think about it for sure. All right. Rhett. <laughs> Hi. Hey! Been watching more anime. Yeah, what'd you watch? As I have. Okay. So I've, I've been keeping up on a few shows week to week. First was Higurashi, which... Right. Very excited for the next episode. Good. You know what? Like I know I was poo-pooing it when we got to it, but... Yeah. You know, I, still, I, I got thoughts about this series so far, and they're, they're not... They're not 100% positive, but... But, but, next episode could be a, a, a game changer. Yeah. I'm very interested in what they're doing, and it's weird timing to have a, a completely accurate remake of the original as we're all very freshly caught up on the original visual novel. Yeah, yeah. So when they make, like, an oopsie, and oh, so something was different than it was supposed to be, we're just immediately picking out going, what the fuck? What is this? Let's overanalyze every frame. I Compare it to been... the original show! <laughs> I, I was literally having the original and the remake open at the same time, and then one thing I didn't even notice was different, and I'm just like, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd Satoko? Why isn't she in that shot? What the fuck? And why do they mention it? Like, why is that a thing? Why do they very specifically mention that Satoko isn't in that shot? It's, I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm excited. Uh... Still keeping up with Love Live. <laughs> I feel Excellent. like tell us, I, give us give us the deets. Yeah, we need deets on this. I feel like the momentum has slowed down because what they're doing is just giving one girl an episode and then moving on to the next one. Mm. Like there really isn't an overall plot so far, Blah. which is like very different from how they've done the previous seasons. But like, so individual episodes are fine on their own, but like. The fact that they're going to do nine of those in a row and then probably have, like, a four-episode finale. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of girls in this show. Yeah. So we're all... We just had episode seven. So there's still two more one-off solo episodes to go. Did they do Hide My Face, girl? Yeah, they did her last week. Okay. Was it a good episode? One... Does it make sense? It Does it make sense why she hides her face? Or is it just like, uh... we needed a gimmick? We need a girl. She's ha she has to have a gimmick. Uh, and we wrote a bad story around it. So her gimmick is that she doesn't emote. She can't smile. So it's like, it's kind of a made-up anime problem. Mm -hmm. So she so it kind of turns into a social anxiety thing for her where people think she's not having fun when she is because she can't smile, so then she does the board. Thing you see, there. like, if this were a series that had any kind of meat to it, I could see them uh -huh. kind of, like, maybe tackling a real issue with something like that because there yeah. are there are real world issues that can cause things like that but i'm i'm sure that this is just no. haha funny anime girl cannot smile <laughs> yeah pretty much the, okay so i will give the show one credit though john is always kind of making fun of the original because it's like 
this is Rice Girl. She likes eating rice. And then that's her entire character. This is, this is Honk Girl. She likes playing horn. <laughs> that, was the one, that was the one piece of character lore I knew about anybody. <laughs> I love in that Love that's Live. lore. The only piece of characterization I knew mm-hmm. from Love Live was that there was one girl who really liked rice. Yeah. That was the only distinguishing factor I had for any of them. And we only know that because of Sayara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, that's kind of the vibe I get, especially from the original series, is that everyone just has like their one real obvious gimmick and they right. don't go beyond that. Right. So one of the characters in this was, she's the sleepy girl. She likes to sleep. And like for six episodes, she's just kind of there hanging out and not participating much and sleeping a lot in the background. And then you get to her episode and it's like, Oh yeah, she has an absent mom. She ca- she like stresses herself out taking care of her oh, younger geez. sister, and then she works a she works a part time job, and she has college exams coming Jesus up. Jesus Christ! Why is so she like, trying to be in an idol group? So it's like, oh okay, there's a reason she's fucking tired and sleeping, right? So like, I appreciate that the gimmick was not just "haha, sleepy girl." It's like, oh, it's because she's like running herself into the ground. Because and her, they dr- it's because her life is a fucking wreck. But we're gonna, yeah. make, but we're gonna make it a haha funny gag. No, they they work through her issues in a more realistic way. Okay, than I would hope so because that's something yeah. that that feels like like in Japanese society where like taking time off or or mm-hmm. or uh, taking time to yourself can be. Considered being lazy or something of the sort. Yeah. We no, they recognize that yeah. she is significantly overexerting herself. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was kind of funny being, like, for six episodes, like, she thinking she's just this one-note gag, and then, oh, oh okay, they right. do, they do actually have a reason for it this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. and, and then I picked up another show so I, that I got caught up on called Talentless mm-hmm. Nana. Uh-oh. Uh, so the the premise of the okay. show was really simple. And mm-hmm. there's really kind of... There's two ways to describe it. I'll do the one that I was told first. It's My Hero Academia plus Among Us. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a school with a bunch of kids with superpowers. Uh-huh. And, and then one of them... Is a traitor. Wants to kill, is a traitor and wants to kill them all. Okay. So the other the other way you can also kind of see also they're on an island, so it gives me a okay. lot of Danganronpa two vibes. Right, right. So even though the characters in Danganronpa don't really have superpowers, they do all have like their one real overpowering gimmick, mm-hmm. and then also there's a traitor among them. Oh, good. That's fine. So, so the character in this show is Nana. She doesn't actually have a power. She's, she's not, talentless. She's talentless. But she's lying and saying that she can read minds. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which, so she she's very smart and observant, so she's able to bullshit her way through it because everyone in the show is is really dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'd have to be, right? <laughs> yeah. They so like realistically they could immediately see through her, but yeah. they're very dumb. She's not gonna go to the school for ultimate students and be able to fool anybody. So it's good that yeah. she ended up she it's good that she ended up in brain dead school. Yeah. So this show really wants to be Death Note basically. Oh. Because it's like they even do the thing where when it's in her internal thoughts, it, the screen tints the screen red. Tints red? Yes. And then there's a the one smart character who is onto her bullshit when he thinks the screen turns blue. blue. 
So it's like this show is frustrating because everyone's really stupid and like that doesn't work for you know the cat and mouse kind of stuff that no. Death Note is known for. Yeah. And it's just it's not cathartic in the way where it's like you just want you want to root for her. You it's just want to It's not fun the, when the you fun. outsmart idiots. Yeah, it's fun if she's outsmarting them and doing her murder. Yeah. But it's like the fact that she keeps fucking up and basically being busted immediately by this the one <laughs> smart boy <laughs> has been just very frustrating. <laughs> but like there's still something compelling cuz it is such a fun premise and you just want her to succeed. Right. But like also the show accidentally or maybe intentionally had a few horny moments <laughs> that I want to talk about jo- with John. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She does. So there's I can't de- I'm having trouble describing the scene because it was so blindingly stupid <laughs> where like she's in her dorm room and the smart boy is just sitting outside of it because he knows she's going to try and sneak out to murder somebody. <laughs> Like, he's just, he's just straight up on her. (laughs) Right. So he's just sitting there. She jumps out the window, runs into somebody else's dorm room, shouts, there's an enemy, and then stabs herself. Oh, (laughs) Jesus! And then the person is just like, like, had their back turned when she stabbed herself, and they're like, I didn't see anything. I guess the enemy was just invisible. And then the smart boy comes (laughs) in and is just like, you don't seriously expect me to fall for this, right? <laughs> oh my god. You just ran up and stabbed yourself. Also, the girl she like did that in front of happened to be the healer. So oh, it worked out. For, okay. Yeah. Well, good, good, good. That could be a real then, problem if she wasn't a healer. Yeah. So it's like, but it's just like the chain of events was just so incredibly silly. It's utterly stupid. And then there's like one of the car- one of the other people she's trying to assassinate is a he sees the future via photographs. Mm-hmm. So she uh, takes a couple fo- photos that are fake. Of She puts a rope around her neck and takes her clothes off. Oh, Jesus. To make it look like she was murdered. What? Okay. And she fools him with it. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, well, my, fo- my, my, photo- my photos never fail me. So I, see- I know now that you're not the killer because you're going to die as well. Wow. I've got a photo of you dead here. Everybody's stupid! Everybody's very stupid. So wait, the main character is the traitor? Just because... Yeah, yeah. See, like, okay. that's actually fun, despite the fact that everybody's stupid. Yeah. I think episode... Yeah. Episode two was, like, the one time she really kind of got somebody, because mm-hmm. she tricked them into killing themselves. What? In a really fun way. Mm-hmm. She had a guy, like, teleport into a lake when it was frozen. Uh-huh. So he just disappeared. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he just teleported and then it was just immediately probably just gone. Like, telefrag, basically. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so, like, I wish there was more of that kind of, like, oh, wow, like, because then she explained the trick of what she had done afterwards to the viewer, basically. So yeah, right, if you cool. want, if you want to catch all of that, I guess you have to listen to the archive for. Yeah, guess you're just gonna have to. <laughs> so, uh, anime, it's pretty good. 
you you're a big fan. You like Japanese cartoons sometimes. I I do like them sometimes. I got you. I can I can hey, Molly, respect what that. You, what else have I done? I got I got literally nothing else. Okay. I, and I don't think John has anything else. So I John, guess that's a podcast. John, do you have anything else? John? Sure. All right. I'm going to get in my... Let me get into my Gendo Akari pose here. Get the old... <laughs> do, we right. have, do we have to content warning the rest All of the podcast? All right. So, John, I'm going to need you to be a deer and get a content warning the rest of this podcast just in case. <laughs> Can you do that for me? Absolutely. So all right. I wasn't going to bring this up at all, and then I was, and then I was peer pressured before the oh, podcast. Right. Like, no, John. Obviously, you need to you need to give everybody an exhaustive media update of your experiences. <laughs> well, um, you you didn't play anything else this two weeks. Yeah, that's true. You got you got to have <laughs> um, something to talk about on a podcast, John. <laughs> I was going to watch. Um, I, I, what was the a silent voice? I was gonna watch a silent voice like today or yesterday. Like, That's, okay, it's a good movie. A I like have it. A thing. <laughs> and then I was like, then it was like three o'clock today, and I was like, well, I haven't watched a silent voice. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! So it goes. I did think of the two segments, so I had something. You, um, yeah, you've a, really come through. The, I played a shit ton of porn games, and oh. I want to talk about. All them. right, <laughs> it's interesting. All right. Um, your discretion is advised, says Poncho. Yes. Um, content warning rape. There's a lot of that in this one. Yep. If you um, want to skip, if you want to skip the rest of this episode, uh, by the way, you're more mm-hmm. than welcome to do so. If that's going to be your case, you know, we thank you for listening, of course, and er- we urge you to yeah. drop us a game of the year list if you can. So yeah, content Absolutely. warnings, John. Um, let's hit be- it. Is the Soxcast after hours? Yep. Um, <laughs> And try to handle it more responsibly than in the past. Um, so I just played a shit ton. So basically, like five years ago, I watched the Rance Ova mm-hmm. um, Quest for Hikari, mm-hmm. um, which is a four-episode adaptation of the remake of the first Rance game. And the very first Rance game came out in 1989. Yeah, this is, this series um, goes way back. Yep. Um, so I watched that and completely actually really loved it mm-hmm. um, because it was like one of the only porn one of the only hentai cartoons I've ever watched that had like energy and was funny mm-hmm. and like actually compelled me to watch it all the way through instead of just mm-hmm. skipping around. I liked the, so I like the, I like the dragon pink. I thought was pretty funny and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, magical twilight. I think duly noted. Those are my, uh, those um, are my, those are my retro. Yeah. Vibe. Those are my actual funny. And uh, F3 is really funny as well. <laughs> I reviewed F3. All right. So, <laughs> Dragon, Pink, F3. I can charity. I've got my, I've had I have my um, um, Demon King General DM group with mm-hmm. the friends that I've been yapping about the stuff with. Right, you right. said Magical View. Magical Twilight. Magical Twilight. Those are the, those um, are the ones that I have, imme- like, that I have immediately, like, I own. So. So I started E7. Um, on the on the day of our podcast, and I was like, "This will do it. This is what I need to get through election week. I'm going to play a nice, comforting ease game, and that's going to that's going to be my my light in the darkness." Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Tuesday, I did what I've done probably every seven or eight months 
um, since 2015 or so, which was do it like a deep wiki dive of Alice Soft, the creator of Rants and their and their general work and the history of Rants, um, because it's very funny and interesting to me that there is a series of porn RPGs that has been going since 19 the 1980s with a continuous story. Yeah, this just like I knew of Rants, obviously I knew yeah. what it was. I just didn't know mm. that it was so goddamn nuanced and that it was like this ongoing story that well, just wow. Like there's dedication there <laughs> that the that the devs have mm -hmm. for that series that I'm honestly in awe of. Mm -hmm. And it ended. They actually had the end of the ongoing continuous story with Rants 10 in 2018. Wow. Which is very fucking cool. That's, that's... It's like, if, all right, we have, we have reached the climax of ease. We are going to have the <laughs> climax of ease now. Like, I can't not think uh, of this as ease adjacent. It really yeah. is. <laughs> like, ease started in 87. Yeah. Like, they're very contemporaries. <laughs> It feels it feels like evil ease. That is the that is a strong <laughs> evil ease. Okay, um, red. Adol versus Rance. <laughs> I want a fanfic that's just Adol and Rance talking in a bar, oh, and Adol just gradually being like, "God, I fucking hate this guy's guts." <laughs> <laughs> or 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 man, I, sh I should have fucked more. <laughs> Either it could go, it could, it go, could go either ways. way. Rance is just like, hey, 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 give me that Dana chick's number. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! Oh no! <laughs> um. <sighs> so I had a I had an unusual arc with it where I read watched the um watched the OVA and got exposed to it through there. Mm -hmm. And I also read the CRPG Addict review of the very, very first game from 1989. He's um, this guy, this blogger I follow, who ha is playing every single computer RPG ever. Oh, wow. Oh, my um, God. Chronologically. <laughs> oh, this is a porn one, and huh? He got, and he got, you know, got to rants, and he watched, and he read it, and he despised it. And he Ooh. thought it was very loathsome. And if you read that review, it is scathing and very justified. <laughs> It's very much like, yep, that's that's right, that's correct. That is probably um, a correct set of emotions to have when dealing with this type of material. Mm -hmm. um, whereas uh, that was my arc, but then a lot of other people's arc is that they played Sengoku Rants, which is the seventh game. Right. Um, that was the first one to be fans translated, and it apparently became very popular on 4chan yep. around around yep. its release. <laughs> that's where that's where Red had heard from. That's I where... remember just seeing those threads constantly, constantly. on the yep. Japanese forum. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm here um, for the Toho, it's... but you guys keep talking about rants. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and ever since then, um, they, every single preceding rants game before Sengoku has been translated. Mm -hmm. um, they still have not translated rants eight, nine, or ten. Mm. And apparently, Sengoku rants ends on a cliffhanger. Oh no! So Trails FC had to wait five whole years to see the conclusion of that one. <laughs> Sengoku Rants fans have been waiting like almost like 14 years. Jesus oh Christ. Um, eight is is in beta testing. The translation is completed. It is on its way out. There's a handful of fan translators who um, have been with the series for a long time, including translating all the ones that came out before mm -hmm. Sengoku Rants after the fact. Is it uh, Manga Gamer handling this Korea. now too? 
Manga Gamer announced that they were releasing Rance One, Rance the remakes of Rance mm-hmm. One and Two. Um, they're re- re-releasing Sengoku officially, re-releasing oh, wow. eight, nine, and ten. They've announced all of them. So, oh my God. man, Manga Gamer has come a really long way um, in ten years. Like from officially working oh. in an official capacity with with like Ryukishi 07 to like going back and pulling something like this. Um, and, and, and things like Kindred Spirits on the Roof. Like, they are really kind of a premier visual novel force in the West uh, that I never saw happening. Because when I worked with them, it was a, oh boy, mm. it was a pretty, ooh, yeah. it was, it was, ooh, it was rough. <laughs> uh, the, um, the person that's translated a bunch of them is Tulip Goddess Maria, yeah. who's on Twitter. Um, and this was the funny thing. I did my wiki dive. And I was reading, reading about Rance like you do, mm-hmm. just all the time. Yeah, like uh, how do you not? And I, I read two things that made me laugh. Um, one of them was this person going, "The scope and scale of the stories in these games vary widely, with 5D being one of the smaller ones and 6 being one of the big ones. But at their best, the characters and world building are among the most effective you can find in an RPG." I've played some embarrassing number of JRPGs at this point, and the only comparable series I could offer up are the Trails games. Oh man! Oh my God! Eat your heart out, Zemurian Ark. <laughs> Eat your heart out, what? Eat your heart out, Zemurian Ark. <gasps> Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> um, I also really, I also really like the story of Rans Five D, which came out like six or seven years after the. Um, the game that came between four and five, mm-hmm. and it's called Five D because they had three separate aborted attempts at a Rants Five that all got canceled. That's I love that. That's how it ended up with that name. And here's how they re- decided to return to this fourth project. They said, in contrast to their initial grand ambitions, the new cr- project was made following a very specific set of guidelines. One, it will be completed no matter what. Two, it will return to the series' simpler roots that were established in Rants One and Two. Three. It will be a mechanically unusual RPG. Four, it will be small in scale. Five, Five it will be, it will be stupid. stupid. That's my favorite part. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's like, that, that is in the document for every game that I make. That, number Fuck five. You. It's always number five. <laughs> Fucking goals. Yeah. Four, it will be small in scale. Five, it will be stupid. Yeah, that, that's my goal for everything. <laughs> um,. So tonally, I think um, a big comparison that we would draw um, in this group specifically is Konosuba. Right. Because oh, these yeah. games are these games are um, very much tr- are very comedic. Yeah. The ones I've been playing. This is, this is the thing. Also, is that I was de- in the deep this deep wiki dive, and then I found out that three days earlier they had really manga game had released his translations of one and two. Oh and wow. One, Remake of one was the game that that OVA I watched was based on. Oh, wow. And I was like... It's literally Providence. It's, <laughs> it's Providence. It's been, five, it's been five years. I know I just started E7. I'm going to come home today. I'm going to, on election night, I'm going to put my phone in the other room. I'm going to download Rants 01, the quest for Hikari, <laughs> and play it for five hours. And I did exactly that. I admire I love that both of us have election day binge games. Yeah. <laughs> really good yep and i just kept it going and i kept it going and i played it for a week straight and freaked the fuck out about it because it brought me so much joy that's good oh man this was by um this was by far the most fun i've ever had with a porn game Mm -hmm. 
which I think is saying a lot. I think that that is because um, I don't. I can't think of a porn game that I've played where I've thought, "Oh, I had a lot of fun with that." Because I porn games have are generally not that good. Yeah. There seems I mean, I'm not to saying be... that it's like. Go ahead, Rhett. There seems to be a lot of game and character here. It's not just yeah. The porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Um. The. This was a remake of the original, and this was a transformative remake. They drastically um, okay. upped the scale. Okay. Um, they the, kept the main story the same, which is that um, Rance arrives at, um, has a que- has, is trying to rescue a lost girl named Hikari, and that is a, a guild quest that he is trying to make money from. So he goes to this city, and he just has to run, and he runs around the city talking to everybody and doing actual invest. And this is all presented as an adventure game where you run to different places, talk to people, and then follow up on leads. And then you gradually get to the center of this conspiracy, at the mm-hmm. center of this kingdom of Lizas, and find Hikari, and looking for Hikari. Um, he arrives with his slave, Sil, who is completely adorable and perfect, and he just bullies and assaults her the whole game. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I felt like the um, shoe. So, there was felt like the shoe had to drop immediately yeah. when he said he and his slave. And, and I'm like, Wait, what? and then it gets worse with every word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And the 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 comic idea behind the Rant series is that they wanted a RPG hero that would be just the opposite of the traditional heroic ideals. I get you. of the RPG hero. I get that. So the approach is that he is essentially like the opposite of like Adol or whatnot. Yeah. Where he is self-centered and a bully. And, and talks. And what? And he talks. And talks all the time, yeah. <laughs> and almost all the smut scenes are extremely non-consensual. And there is an assault button on the screen. <sighs> oh, God! <laughs> There's an assault yeah. prompt. Jesus. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, gives you a feel in there, doesn't it? Ooh. Gives you a feel. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. I thought I maybe shouldn't bring it up. But yeah, it's a, here now. Woo. We're in this. We're good. We are We're all in, in this together. We're in We're the safe. lurch. It's a safe space. Good. It's fine. We are here willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the practical effect of this and a lot of other porn games, which is kind of funny, is that there's like almost no other, no men characters. Right. Um. So the even though the you are playing as this reprehensible, awful dude, um, the practical effect is that you're playing a series of games where you are surrounded by absolutely amazing girlfriends. <laughs> just <laughs> wonderful lady characters that are just, like, as endearing to me as a lot of Falcom characters. Oh, my God. Like that's what going oh, into my Falcom God! Games. There's a Chloe in I'm not the, story. I'm not but just in that immediate gut, like, oh, shit. She's a wifey. I like oh, you. Oh. <laughs> I definitely get that. Every time you mm-hmm. post a screenshot yeah, every time somebody, you post, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I love her. There's been some yeah. good images. I'm not Green going hair. Wrong. I love her. Yeah, there you go. I love her. Here, I had, I, I, I got, I saw, I found a good gif of green hair. Yeah, let me post that for you, Rhett. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of <laughs> gif are we talking about? Innocent, nice gif. Um, but yeah, it's, they're all wonderful. And you're really mean to all of them. Oh, man. Is this from the game or the OVA? I don't know. Oh. I don't know where that one's from. She, the, the OVA, so, she's from 2. I don't know why she would be in the OVA, but... Yeah. Okay, so it could be from any of the games, basically. But not mm. the first one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the arc in that first game is essentially that you get to the the root of where Hikari was taken, and it turns out there is a ser- a serial murderer in Lizas who is kidnapping girls and torturing and killing them. That's not and Rance doesn't and Rance does not like that because people that are killing girls are reading, are um, hurting. <sighs> Wasting the world's assets, I think, were his words. Oh, my good lord. <laughs> oh, man. He's re- What a guy. And, what a guy. Yeah, and, you find, and you find the ghost, and you find the ghost of one of the people that died, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'll, I will stop the person that did this. The potential for um, ghost sex is interesting, but it doesn't happen. And, and then, that's why and he's then, so, that's why he's pursuing this quest of justice, because he couldn't fuck the ghost girl. And he says, when you're reincarnated, you can thank me with sex. <laughs> Presumably thank, after. Wow, well, thank you. Much appreciated, Mr. Rance. Um, and it turns out that the person torturing and killing people is the princess of Lizos. Oh. So that's the whole the, the whole climax of the game is chasing her down and punishing her for being evil. Punishing and her. doing all these awful Punishing her. Yeah. Punishing her. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Hey, John... Polly, John showed me yep. some of that, that punishment. Is it... Okay. What would you rate yeah. that punishment on a 1 to 10 scale? Uh, it depends on a couple factors. <laughs> Fucking 11. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay, so for me, that would probably so I, be about a 4. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is... So this is very basic, dumb porn. Yeah, yeah. I respect it for being that. And like that's ugly. fine. If you're gonna be that, like, j- dude, dive in, mm-hmm. do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really resonated. Um, <laughs> it's basically just like it's so over. It's so overt. Where Rance is such an asshole and such a creep, and with a lot of other VNs that are horny and have dicey. Like they're like oh, other I, VNs are trying to, I guess, make their protagonists um, not really like nice guys. Nice guys, like yeah. like when they get something, when they get the prize, which is always pussy, like they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like they've er- you put in the time, yeah, you earned it. Whereas this is just very out and out. Like I can see how it is adjacent to something like Konosuba. Like if Konosuba was allowed mm-hmm. to be as vulgar and disgusting as it might seem on the surface, I could see it going down that hole. Boy, whereas Cosmo is actually just kind of an inept rants. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it is the dynamic of scenes like um, Cosmo stealing underwear with his with yes. his magic stealing power yes. and everyone going ah. <laughs> yes. Or the or episode nine, like that is extremely representative. Okay, of yeah, Rance, yeah, of Rance's whole sense of humor. Right. So practically, the whole arc of this game of these games is a series of rape jokes. Like yeah. just speaking honestly, yeah, just just you know, um, like you got to call it as you see it, right? Yeah. Um, and which is again just very different from being like, like my my touch point in my head was Tsukihime a lot because that is just like. Oh, but he's a nice guy, really. He's really just being magic. <laughs> you see, like he's, he's really just being magically mind controlled into assaulting people. See, it's not I, his fault. that's why I can at least look at something like Rance and say it's being honest about what it is. Whereas Tsukihime is mm-hmm. trying to very purposefully cloud the fucking issue. Yeah, um, and that's why and I that's, that's why Tsukihime, that's why Go fate ahead. and Tsukihime piss me off. 
if if you want mm-hmm. my honest answer, is because they're not being honest and forthright about what they're being, what they're trying to be, and there's justification where you shouldn't be trying to justify. Whereas something like rants, it's just being fucking honest about what it is. It's just pure trash, and it's not trying to pretend it's something it's not. Mm-hmm. He is just absolutely reprehensible. Yes. That is that is his whole deal. Yeah. Um and the so there will be a bunch of there are a bunch of stories aimed at aimed at dudes that will that are about ultimately like saving and possessing the princess basically. Yeah. yeah. That are like that kind of dynamic and mm-hmm. that most of them are try to get insidious about it cuz they want they want to fill that urge Mm-hmm. But like, oh, but we're really being thoughtful and feminist or whatnot about it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and that's not that's not what no. Rance is doing. And the, the fact <laughs> that it does that so over the top and overtly gives it a lot of um, funny energy as porn. I think as if it was yeah. just like as a story, it would be it wouldn't yeah. fly at all. If it was trying I think to the fact just that be... it is tying that. Yeah with actually just being porn, I think. This is why like why it. I was totally fine with Rance you talking about Rance is that like I know what this is doing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not trying to obfuscate yeah. the issue. Um it's very honest about what it is and like I admire that. Like if you're just going to if you just want the horny, if you just think like like look, if you want to think like the rape stuff is funny or, or the way that it's presented and framed uh, and all that, like that's fine. Mm. Just be honest about it. That's all. Like that. That's always been my thing. It's like just be honest about it. If that's like what it is, and that's what Rance seems to be doing magnificently. Mm-hmm. For ten um, days. So I finished. I finished one, and immediately went and played all of the remake of two. Yeah. Um. Which is does which is came out before the remake of one, and actually does not really change the mechanics. It just um adds huh. some of the adds to the script a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then updates the art. Cool. So I was like, okay, this feels a little more dated. I'm probably not expecting much about this. Um, but it actually really explores the relationship between Syl and Rance in a way that I really enjoyed. Um, Which is interesting. They're separated, Which is interesting. They're separated, they're separated early on in the story. And Syl winds up with a really nice knight who <laughs> basically seems like Adol, essentially. Oh, and God. then he's like... He's and blue. He, he, he's blue. They changed him to blue because he's supposed to be the Adol stand-in. <laughs> and he's just like he he gives her plenty of food. He gives he's compliments her. He thanks her when she does a nice thing. She's like, "Whoa, that's that's weird." Um, and then they just go together throughout this dungeon. And then meanwhile, Rance um, meets up with a very with a top. Bye, lady. <laughs> he absolutely matches him beat for beat, and who wants to bone him, and then they bone and match each other beat for beat, and then, um, uh, and then torment the other ladies together. And it's very, it's a lot, right? Um, so, so then, and then they meet. What do you say? What, what is the subtitle of the second game? <laughs> Rants to the rebellious maidens. Oh uh, yeah, have to, yeah. and you have to track down each of the each of the four rebellious maidens who have tormented this town, um, and remove their magic rings that give them lots of power. Gotcha. And yeah, which is also linked to which is also linked to their virginity. Just magic. Oh, of course. Of didn't know about yeah. that. Of course. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. 
1990, um, so baby. I've been playing this along, playing both of these games um, beat for beat with um, Cecil, which has been very fun. Because <laughs> we just been, they play, uh, she played the original version. Yeah. Um, and I played the updated version, so we got to compare. Um, and then it actually like goes really hard at the end, mm-hmm. like where there's a complete fake out final boss of two, and then it like has a party and has a resolution, and then the the re- the true villain reveal comes up and it's actually really dramatic. Um, and of course, um, Syl and Rance have a touching reunion and then it turns out that the Adol boy um, is like telling her, Rance is just mean to you. I don't understand. Why do you like it? Like, you need to be with me. You should be with me. Let's get married after this. And it's oh. like, oh, okay. So oh, you're just... You're a nice you guy. Your own... You're a your own flavor of creep, huh? You just want to possess her. Oh, the God. same way Rance does. Yeah, it's real and weird. And it's kind of it's kind of tasty. It's like a really interesting little dynamic there. Yeah, I can um, see that. So, and then I immediately started three, and that is the original <laughs> 1991 release because the remake of three has not come out yet. Um, it's the only one that doesn't have a planned localization announced yet. Mm. Um, and I'm about halfway through that one. Okay. And it's, <laughs> And I, I did not expect it to be immediately fun and high energy because it was a 1991 Dojin PC porn game. Right. And I'm just having a blast so far. It just is flowing really well. Um, end of the first dungeon is that you are the, you receive a quest to rescue a lady from a monster. And then you get to the end of the dungeon, and it turns out the monster and the lady are in love. Oh. And they are actually ran away together um, to be together. And Rance is like... Oh, that's weird. And then he kills the monster. <laughs> and she goes, no! And then assaults the lady. And it's like... Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Just... Of course. Yeah. yeah. You say something like I... that, and I'm just like, oh, actually, I'm back off board. Yeah, it's, that's, that is the dynamic. That's the reaction. Yeah. yeah, that's... that's Yeah. There's, there's a joke... There is a joke um, where they need to get the nectar of a unicorn, and the only person that can approach a unicorn is a virgin of course and is a virgin woman and then rance looks around at the party and it's like six ladies and throughout the last two games um he's he has mostly non-consensually had sex with all of them Uh, of course and they're like and they just kind of look at him like well well (laughs) i guess we're i guess we're in a bad pickle now rance thank you so that is the that is the general arc of the sense of humor. And again, this is all presented in the form of a PC RPG yeah, yeah. in like nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Which is it's so it, it makes a lot like leveling is a canonical in universe thing. In much, this, like much like Kanasuba. Much like Kanasuba. it's so much like Kanasuba. Yeah. They even introduce like the Archfiends as being like, like the they, they're introducing that in the third game. Like Kanasuba is definitely influenced. By Rance, yeah. just look at Kazuma's design. Yeah, like, he's way similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just a lot there. I think the main difference is that um, Kanasuba is a lot happier to kick the shit out of Kazuma. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And have yeah. him lose, and have him never, never succeed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, and and also, I. So that that's kind of, um, I think that's what makes Kanasuba ultimately feel so nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the arc so far. Um, I, um, I have four downloaded. I have five and six in the mail. <laughs> so um, wait, what is four? Yeah. Four is another is another. So 
So one and two are adventure games with RP with light RPG elements, mm-hmm. and they're like five to ten hours. And then three is like a ten to fifteen hour fuller RPG with an actual world map. And then I assume four gets even bigger. Okay, because on Wikipedia, and then, and then go ahead. Being on Wikipedia, there's Rants Four Legacy of the Sect, and then there's Rants Four Point One, and then there's Rants Four Point Two. There's like three games. So there's Rants Four, which is the big game, and then Four Point One and Four Point Two, which are like little episodic side games. Okay. Okay. That tell stories that aren't really essential to the overall arc. Okay. 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 And then they release, then they release the big grand strategy game where Rants becomes king. Called, oh, good. Uh, Brutal King Rants. Oh, good. And that was so wildly popular that it kind of catapulted Atlas off to stardom. Oh, and they wow. failed to follow up on it for seven years. And then <laughs> damn. They, and then they did five D. They did 5D. six. They did Sengoku, which was another grand strategy game. And yeah. then they did eight, nine, and ten. Um, just, just, just like that East so, series, man. The series of threes. Yep. So that's the whole arc of it. Um, I'm having a very good time. Sounds like um, it. I would not. It is not. It is not at a point where um, um, if the idea of the hmm, if the indulge if the idea of in, of the in this sort of indulgent fantasy of just being an absolute raging creep. Yeah. I guess yeah. not. Like, that's not something I want to do, obviously. No, obviously, no. Um, but I, I, I feel like it, it feeds the same urge as a lot of indulgent media like Fate or, or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, except it's just doing it very straightforwardly and comically and with a lot of high energy. Yeah. It's being um, loud and, and stupid does, about it. Yeah. And if that does not appeal at all, I, I don't. It is not at a point where I'd be like, well, even if you don't like rants, the the world building and the gameplay nah, are just so good. Very, very specifically, uh, have to say like this. Like, look, man, if rape jokes aren't your thing, you're not going to get anything out of this. When you put it like that, it makes me sound a little monstrous. <laughs> but I, again, this is a safe space. We're all it's good a here. safe space. We're fine. Like, it's not what I mean. Obviously, we're all fine. Um, I know. So, I yeah, think I, my biggest my biggest disappointment with 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 the mm-hmm. rant series myself, you never get the fuck Alice. <laughs> I want that forbidden mascot <laughs> character sex. Mascot character for I I want that forbidden mascot character sex. That's what I want. <laughs> like, how do you have like a nice oh, a Millie. nice looking Millie, mascot like um... that and not get to fuck her? Like, that's what I want. Remember when I was in the middle of one? I told you that if a if a person like Polly showed up in the Rance universe, it would just fall apart. It wouldn't function. And then in the second game, they introduce Billy, who tops the hell out of out of Rance, and then tops the hell out of Maria, and never actually like gets a comeuppance. I guess like a lot of the like all the other sadistic copy comeuppance. Comeuppance. John said of Rance 3, it's flowing really well. And, and nobody said anything. <laughs> but okay. yeah, okay. But fair. Near the, beginning of Rance, near the beginning of Rance 3, you meet this girl outside of a mine, and Rance is like, you should have sex with me because you're cute. And she says, I have a boyfriend, and I would rather die than have sex with you. And he's like, ah, okay. And then you come back later, 
to the same dungeon, and then Millie's there and has completely wrapped this girl around her little finger saying, oh, it's okay if we have sex because we're both girls, so it's not cheating. <laughs> I think I see You're my cute little pet, aren't you? I think I would prefer Millie Quest. Yeah. <laughs> and that that particular quest line ends with her topping the hell out of Rance yet again. And it's like, oh, this is wholesome. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one so there is one lady who's permitted so far to just be on Rance's level, essentially. That's good. <laughs> meaning meaning being a mega predator is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> Alright. I knew you could do it, John. I knew I, you I felt could do bad it. for I felt bad for saying I felt bad for saying that she was your, your Rance Sona when nah, she got to the point where she was I'm like, not oh, no, bothered. I'm not bothered. You did it, John! You did it! Fucking proud of I you. I did it! Are we okay? We're good. Everything's so good? I think we're all good. I think we're all good. And the good thing is nobody... We have a, we have a small listener base. <laughs> and we have, we have a giant... We have a giant library of podcasts. So <laughs> nobody can... Nobody, nobody can, can pinpoint us. episode 127. <laughs> there you go. I mean, or the Game of the Year podcast. There you go. I guess this opens up the door to bring that bring it up there, huh? Got some choices to make, boy. <sighs> I want Igarashi. You just Igarashi's one game. You just said so. So that's only one spot. You've got I nine know. more for three Rants games, <laughs> <laughs> or plus. So, so At this point in time. <laughs> So I'm having a ball, and again, eight, nine, and ten aren't out yet. Right. That's going to be like I could catch, I could conceivably catch up, and then be like avidly anticipating the releases of the like, next ones. Got a whole and be new, like, hey y'all, guess what came out? We got a whole new saga for the Sucks cast. Oh my god. <laughs> so that, that's that's obviously that is obviously the dream because like Kingdom Hearts didn't pan out. Oh my god. Uh, Atelier didn't pan out. Tales remains to be seen. But Rance seems to be really clicking. We got Rance. It seems to have Rance clicked really well. <laughs> Rance, Rance and Trails. Trails. And Simple Gear. <laughs> For Red exclusively. For Red exclusively. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, John, you did say you were going to get to Axis soon, like two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, sometime. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm patient. <laughs> You're patient. You're... Red is patient. Red is kind. I do I do want to also, remind you though, John, that I do have a yeah. big red button sitting here and it does say I watch Sword Art Online too for you. Oh god. No, I that I, I watched GX. That was that No, was I our, that was that was, no. that was our deal. You watched GX on your own. I did not hit the button. That was the button. We completely we completely resolved that. I I disagree. <laughs> but I'm not gonna hit it for X's. So you're good. Just when I, I just John over here. John over here thought that he was. <laughs> John over here thought that he was apologizing for Satoshi. Oops. Funny just joke. one of these days. Uh, one of these days, John, you'll get back to Xeno Gears and you'll play that for like twenty hours and be bored out of your mind. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> and then Simple Gear will be there for you again. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. I'll get back to like a lovely bit of sunshine. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, <laughs> Zach says, John, a month ago, Heart Catch Precure is good and cute so far. <laughs> Ranch <laughs> yeah, bucks! That's John, this is why I told you to finish Precure, so that you could get back to Simple Gear. <laughs> I don't think you caught that. <laughs> I did not catch that. I thought you just really wanted to hear about how Heart Catch Precure res- resolves. No, no. There's a line of there's a, there's an extended dev commentary for each game, and at one point they just bring up off the cuff like that they went and saw the two of them, two of the devs, Ed Rance went and saw the Pretty Cure movie, and they apologized to all the other people in the theater who had to see like two thirty year old men just like chilling there. Oh my god! <laughs> I like the one where the dev talked about having diarrhea for a month. That was that was funny. <laughs> there's a, there are a lot of very good quips and jokes um i I brought the one that you pointed out was an actual joke was um that that the adol character is blue gives um gives still a sweet potato when yeah and it's like hey and then proceeds to for the rest of the dungeon give a sweet potato to every subsequent character you run into yeah like that's that that's actually a legitimately fucking hilarious gag Mm -hmm. like you rescue these girls from the torture dungeon run by the main villain and then he's like hey have a sweet potato. <laughs> and the other joke that made me laugh was that you see Syl in the park um, feeding a cute, very cute puppy. And she's like, oh, he's so nice. We should, maybe I could ask Master if we can get a puppy. And then Rance walks up and stomps on the puppy. <laughs> and it has a little 100, like the score from Super Mario Brothers. And oh she's like, no, my. Master, you're stepping on him. <laughs> And then he keeps stomping on the dog, and it goes 200, 400, 800, 1600, 8000, 1 up! Oh my god. We're going to hell. I was going to joke, and then I was going to joke, Rance walks up and kicks the puppy, but I thought that would be too on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, we're going to hell. It's over. It's over. It's over. Think for yourself, I am pure over here. Pure boy rat. Yep, pure, okay. pure of heart. Okay. Okay, are we good? Are we good? Are we done? <laughs> are we good? Are we done? We're done. I, I'm, I'm spent, y'all. I'm just... Oh. Yeah. John just making every innuendo possible. Every single innuendo. Just throw it in. <laughs> I'm <laughs> having a blast. I'm spent. I am finished. <laughs> so, once again, <clears throat> if you would like to take part in our game of the year extravaganza coming up, we need you to pick three games. They don't have to be released this year. Write a bit about them. Write a bit, a little bit, just a little bit, just a tiny bit, mm-hmm. a little bit, couple par, <laughs> little what, tiny, two tiny paragraphs. Don't even call them the paragraph. Just a couple sentences. Just a couple sentences will be fine. We got you. We got you. Again, they don't have to be released this year. If you played it this year, it's good. Write that up and send it to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. And if you would like to tell us what your top three games of the year are with your own beautiful voice, do the same thing. Pick three games, talk about each game for a bit, wrap that up with an MP3, and shoot it on over to podcast at SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. We need those by noon on December 13th. When do we need them, Rhett? By noon on December 13th. John, when do we need those again? <clears throat> by noon on December 13th. All right. And we'll be reminding you next episode as well. We've only got a couple of regular episodes. Like, we've only got, what, like one, two? One regu- more. 
We got. I one. think one more. Yeah, I think we've only got one regular episode left this year, which will be on December sixth. So that'll be our last wait. normal podcast of the year. Yes, because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, we're not doing the twenty ninth. Okay. Probably yeah. not. I don't okay. think we are. Unless we want, like, is anybody going to be in town on the no, 29th? No, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, the 29th won't work. Uh, I won't be. <laughs> yeah, so the next time we get together will be on December 6th, and that will be our final live episode of the year. Uh, and then we'll be doing Game of the Year oh. and Album of the Year stuff December 13th or so. So thanks again, everybody, for listening, for coming out. All that fun stuff. Thank you very much, especially for the bits and subs tonight. Uh, we're really very generous tonight. Uh, perhaps overly generous, but it's always very much appreciated. John Thire, where can the internet folks at home find you? Hell. <laughs> yeah! yeah, that's probably about it. Well, Rhett's. Watch Simple Gear. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick. You wrote a song about it. I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? You can. Just stick around. And remember, where the podcast that loves you, we're the only ones that love you. I was watching video games on twitch.tv. I was looking for a good stream to watch. That's when I found Eric's Joystick. He was playing the video game and whooping its ass. Eric's Joystick. Eric's Joystick. Eric's Joystick. Eric's Joystick. Eric has his stream in Hawaii. It has a lot of tropical flavor. He plays a lot of fun video games. And he beats them like there is no tomorrow. Eric's Joystick. Eric's Joystick! Eric's Joystick! When Eric's Joystick streams, it brings joy to the world. Everybody on the planet loves him and agrees. He is the most famous streamer in the world. He can really whip a Jaguar's ass. Chicago, Mataloa macadamia nuts, they're the sunny island treats.